You're listening to 5 O'Clock Seance. We're gathering bartenders, winemakers, distillers, and other industry professionals to pour a glass and take a look behind the veil of the spirits industry. We're having a seance. Let's talk spirits. Well, Mark, why don't you uh, just tell a little bit about yourself, you know, uh, what you do. Sure. Uh, start with Wine Social. Um, Great. Well, first of all, thank you so much for including me of in course, your podcast. Yeah. It's exciting just to be in this place with you, uh, and it's stunning. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm impressed but not surprised. <laughs> Appreciate it. Sure. So uh, Wine Social, um, we opened for the very first time in October of 2020. Okay. Uh, we, were, we were slotted to open. April, maybe May, we were thinking as the building was being completed and right. projections were starting. It was November. We uh, we incorporated in October for this for this arm called Wine Social, and signed our leases. And we were um, we were ready to go. November, December, we were planning. We were uh, sitting with um, I was doing all my a lot of. Um, a lot of research, market studies. I learned a lot in my five years here in Washington about direct-to-consumer. Right. My history, historically, we'll revisit the beginning of it, was in the distributor model, yep. so a three-tier system. Mm-hmm. And when I moved here five years ago, like that was the only language I spoke, right. was the three-tier system. Being mm-hmm. a supplier partner, um, managing my distributor to get their full attention and get our goals met and, 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 and whatever the tools were. And I spent about 15 years getting really good at that. So that when I moved here, the only language I spoke was was the distributor model. Very little awareness about direct-to-consumer. Because it's the exact opposite of my model, which is managing a distributor and forcing them to push the wine into the market. Yeah. Um, Visiting Washington and being exposed to all these tasting rooms and wineries although I've been in the wine business for almost two decades, it was the first time I've been in the business of wine making. Right. So many times I've traveled the world. I'm so blessed. Hundreds and hundreds of wineries. And what they show the distributor people, the sales and marketing people like myself, are the shiny crush pads, the pretty tanks. Quick tour, history lesson, here's our story. Let's go to the barrel room, which is now lit with candles. Linens, yep. beautiful dinner, violin and a harpist in the corner, mm-hmm. and that's their winery experience they want us to see. Moving here gave me access and exposure to getting up at three o'clock in the morning, going to the vineyards, you know, yep. measuring and, and, and counting, and you know, uh, time in the vineyards, um, being told when to pull stems and what to mm-hmm. count shoots, and all these aspects right. of making of the wine, which. I've always considered myself a consumer first and a lover of wine right. because I understood it as a component of your overall experience when enjoying food. Right. I think every great experience has food in it. Sure. I think every great food has wine in it now. And I came up, uh, my first job was probably 11 or 12 years old working as a dishwasher right. in a restaurant. Sure. And then just humbly have been progressive in my career ever since you know yeah got a couple shifts as a bus boy became a bus boy uh, back waiter then front waiter and then exposing myself to many different styles of restaurants identified the right avenue for me which was comfortable fine dining which I received an education uh, 
from the Xavier's Restaurant Group. Sure. This is a group started by Peter Kelly, Peter Xavier Kelly, who you may know he beat Bobby Flay in the Iron Chef. He's a um, Michelin restaurant owner and has tons of celebrity influence on other projects he does. Bill Murray and he have a vodka together um, with Mikhail Baryshnikov. And our exposure being um, so close to Manhattan was a lot of our guests were celebrities. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of the fabric of where we were. And I wanted to be in that arena. I was able to expose myself to wines I could never afford. Right, I'm in a new environment. But the education was about posturing in the dining room. Knowing how to handle yourself, when not to lean, how to approach a table, how to turn a coffee, how to like all the things. All the things. All the things, and it's all about the little parts. Yeah. I think, and I'm afraid, I'm obsessed with those little parts. Well, that's, the little parts are really what makes the experience, right? Um, Because it's not so much, well, it is obviously the food and all of the components, but it's the way you present those components, and it's, it's the little fine details that take it from being a good experience to a great experience, right? I don't make this wine, so I have to depend on what I can influence. Sure. Which is your experience and delivery of it. Um, I always say Bud Light tastes worth the same wherever it goes. You go (laughs) to drink it where you drink it because of how you feel when you're there. Right. So uh, we met through hospitality. Yeah. Um, Your parents... They were, they were regulars at the, the restaurant you were managing at the time. And they had always been, right? Or no, was it through? It was, because I'm so egotistical, bro. I don't think. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was around the, that time, I think, that they uh, kind of discovered um, the Bernard Griffin restaurant. Um, and so they brought my wife and I and sure. we met you guys. And, yeah. yeah. And it's been uh, you know amazing growth and relationship, but even the yeah. time. That was a really cool experience for me. So generous of these people who we had professional relationships right. as they have national distribution across the country. Their distribution, their distribution partner in New York was a friend of mine. Um, okay. Or is a friend of mine. Yeah. So brought a kind of instant comfort zone. And I also know what their business is outside of the restaurant. Right. It was my first time back in the restaurant connected directly for 15, 20 years though. Because I'd been involved with many restaurants because my distribution was through restaurants. And I was mm-hmm. constantly focusing on education of staff okay. wherever I went mm-hmm. to present my wine, my wines properly. And I take complete ownership. If they're in my bag, they're my wines. Sure. Um, working for families. I got to work for some of the greatest families in the wine business. Yeah. Uh, locally as well as internationally. And I always considered them my brand's my budget, you know, and I think that ownership of it is what has propelled me successfully forward. Sure. Is you find people who care enough about your stuff, well, then you, you're lucky. Um, I had gotten an opportunity. So you want to start tasting some wines first? Yeah, why don't we, why don't do we open some wine and then we'll so, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, deeper. Because yeah, that's why I'm here. I know. Well, sure. <laughs> I, you know, have the wine guys so we can so, drink wine. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to share some... So part of the awesome thing about Wine Social is that I have been offering, with great response, a range of international wines that I have seen personally be problematic, problematic, challenging for other 
ambassadors of discovery. We've seen, I'm not gonna name okay. operations, but since I've been here, I've seen some operations open that I'm super excited about because they had a willingness and a budget to bring in international wines. And over, over usually a small period of time, that international range starts narrowing and it becomes right. more and more Washington. Well, yeah, and I think this area more than most, um, that's a real challenge because it is so kind of the mecca of the Washington wine world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, these people are really sitting there like, I like Washington Reds. I like, you know, Cab, Syrahs, big Red Mountain stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's my, my draw. Um, and so, yeah, getting that palate to change to uh, international and old world style wine, that's, that's a hard sell in a lot of cases. So I'm thrilled to offer at least, I mean, I always have at least, well, my whole uh, keg program is local. Okay. I think that's important. And um, sure. I'm so proud of it. Oh, my gosh. I want to blast everybody with these wines that are coming out of my own system. But by the glass, I also feature a, a couple of Washington Whites always and a couple sure. of Washington Reds always. Not because I feel obligated. I do. But I also I love them. You know, I've made it a yeah. personal goal over the last five years to bring Washington wines to a broad, a more broad stage. Okay. Outside of this region that we're very lucky to be in. Most wineries don't have distribution outside of Washington. We have over a thousand wineries, and I'm going to just uh, guesstimate 35 percent don't have distribution outside their own f- footprint. I would guess 35 percent is low. Like uh, it seems more more don't have distribution than do. Um, Volumes are small. Right, Volumes exactly, are limited. Exactly. They can manage it outside their tasting rooms. They eliminate that whole middle tier where I used to live. Exactly. And the relationship they have with the consumer is more personal and super direct. And they have an emotional response. Like you go up and down Red Mountain. I mean, I love the Frechettes. Sure. Love them. Yeah. That love, I don't want, knowing people, and, and not even the Frechettes, but your relationship with these brands yeah. is what flavors your taste profile. Sure. I worked, I had the good fortune of representing Brown Foreman, which is a company that had a pretty strong wine portfolio when I was, um, Engage with their distribution program in New York, but Brown Foreman is known for Hartman Luggage, for okay. some silver company, I think a couple of beers, but mm-hmm. most importantly for Jack Daniels. Right. Jack Daniels, Southern Comfort. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Jack Daniels a bunch of times, and I know, I know, I know Jack Daniels is not known as the finest of it, sure. but boy, do I love it. And why do I love it? Because I met them. Because I barbecued with them. I ate with them. With the they yeah. fed me. We had parties together. What I'm doing it now is I'm opening up a local Tempranillo. Okay. This is Victor Palencia. Victor was yep. recognized in the top 40 under 40 winemakers um, by the wine enthusiasts only a couple of years ago. Yeah. That, I believe, is across all geographies. So that's a homeboy here. Victor is, well, and for people who probably don't know, um, you know, Victor is an extremely prolific winemaker he you know he makes wine for jones like oh he's, yeah he's probably making has two of his own brands two of his own brands exactly uh, i mean there's there's a pretty good chance that the juice in your bottle victor touched it he had a hand on it yeah he is amazing and he is a great story um he's humble and successful and He's been making wine successfully before he was 21. So he was the yeah. story is he was making wines before he was able to drink it. Yeah. But Victor will tell you, like all these wonderful winemakers that come in to visit Wine Social, who come in and drink rarely Washington wine. Yeah. They're drinking 
European wine and they're drinking Spanish wine. So to give homage to Victor, we're going to taste his Tempranillo. This is uh, El Venador from the Waluk Slope. Mm. But he'll tell you that he wouldn't be making Tempranillo if it wasn't for the Spaniards and what's really happening in Spain. So mm. here's a contemporary producer called Olivier Rivera. We'll okay. do a side-by-side -side comparison of domestic, local, homegrown Tempranillo and an authentic, true Rioja. A little bit, a little bit of Grenache okay. in this. Okay. But these guys wouldn't be around, my friend, if it wasn't for the Grand Reserva houses like this, which is Faustino. This is a 1964 Faustino Reserva one. This okay. is a Grand Reserva. This... Um, how does a region have such rich history and tradition, mm. but stay so cool and sexy and current? Right. It, it, it excites me yeah. to talk about history, current, mm -hmm. and our domestic expressions here. I have, I have the same relationship with Barbera and okay. Grenache. And sure. these varietals that sing song here locally. Mm -hmm. I did a video on my little wine social thing. Um, talked about the immigrants that came here uh, from Italy in the 1800s and from Red Mountain to Walla Walla and up and down California coast planted Sangiovese and Barbera and all these Nebbiolos and indigenous varietals from Italy that yeah. we now celebrate here are back again. Bernard mm -hmm. Griffin, they make a Sangiovese rose. The right. number one award-winning rosé domestically, hands down. Everyone knows and they love it. I got there and I was surprised at how few people on the team had ever been exposed to a Chianti Classico, mm. which is the roots of Sangiovese. It's the, it's where it began. Right. Um, I'm going to open this up. Okay. And hope for the best. I've it's been very lucky. 1964 Rioja. I mean, it's older than me yeah. by far. <laughs> so I'll have you know. It's uh, yeah, very special. Um, I got to represent this company, this family, this brand in New York, and I did extremely well with this library vintage and created okay. a an awareness. And then you know, don't confuse efforts with results. I sold a lot of it. Sure. I love selling wine. So this is a traditional cage in Rioja. Um, this um, is pulled down like this. It's, so server, server style. This is a tough nut to crack. I, I How was do you deal say, with you that? Know, being so versed in the hospitality side, why don't you kind of walk us through? So that is the opening of that. So the cage okay. was put on historically so that by the time the first sip was delivered to the king, mm. the king knew it was unadulterated from the winery directly because it was still it was secured the, in a cage. Right. Essentially the... Um, the uh, you know medicine bottle seal of freshness of its day. Uh huh, for sure. And an effort to um, keep wines fresh and hold them. You'll I can show you a more con contemporary expression of Faustino. You'll see a frosted bottle. Yes. These are hand scraped. These are hand scraped by the children of the of the winery staff, and they, every bottle is scuffed to uh, kind of keep the, the the light out of it i was going to ask if that was about uv yep okay so grand reserva of uh rioja is all about the age I'm, I'm a little i've had some great fortune with these um the one that drinks the best is the 71 it drinks okay. like it was bottled yesterday it's really? juicy but um 
64. This should be pretty special. That's, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Cause... Yeah, man. That's what wine is about. I agree with you there. So a little soft cork. I see tons of color driving up into the cork, which yeah. tells me it's been there a while, obviously. And then, um, but because this is not wet, mm-hmm. and I don't see yeah, any it signs it, of it, it seal. I'm seeing uh, I have a pretty good hope and faith. And yeah. we're out almost. Almost. Shit. Well, we got the decanter. No, uh, well, I got to get the rest of the cork out. It didn't oh, pop it did, out. It no, pop no, out. I have okay. a, I have a, I have a, I have a slight amount of. And I don't even want to decant this. Yeah. This is so. This is about like once we open it, mm-hmm. gotta it hurry and it drink needs it. To drink it quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's this is not going to sit around like for. Yeah. It's not going to sit around for uh, for days and hours. And I got this really cool decanter at my social. I use it all the time. It's part of the theater of it all, but really, it's truly, honestly effective. It's a machine that delivers the expression of aeration at a rate of one per sixty. So for every minute in this machine, feels it, it, it treats the wine like it's been organically aerating for an hour. It's really cool. So I can do a five-hour decant in five minutes. That's insane. It's insane. Um, and it really changes experience for uh, a lot of people. Sure. And it's part of the education. And I am tr- truly a doctor. I'm, I'm impressed right now. I Thanks, man. I would have mangled that for sure. Well, I tell you, I learned also a long time ago, this is fermented grape juice. Right. All over complicated for a living. But <laughs> truly, nothing to get too that's, crazy about. That's reasonable. Okay. Sorry about the mess. No problem. I got a vacuum. Tons of aromatics. So. Let's not mess around. I'm going to pour sure, this for please. you. We're going to do three Tempranillos, and I think we should go old world on this new world. Sure. And what I'm always excited about with Victor's wines is the amount of acidity he is able to um, secure. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's why I, why I always say... Uh, you know, Victor's the king of white wine because he just has that Christmas. Oh, Albarino. Oh, oh it's so He sold out of Albarino. He was so kind to me around Christmas. He allowed me to do a reserve Albarino that's wine club only and make it available through my like four packs that I did for uh, Wine Social. Right away, I'm still impressed with the color. It's not all brown. It, no, There's it's still not. still some complete, beautiful purple. But there it's is, got some really nice rust on it, though. On the, yeah. Especially on the rim. Yeah. So if you're looking at a glass of wine, I love to like identify this rim variation and it's all part of the discovery of every glass is different so generally if you're laying on something clear or light you'll see the depth of color lives in the center yeah and then as it runs towards the edge this has some pretty good alcohol still but i can see the acidity mm-hmm. and as we compare if you ever like, do this with every pinot noirs you, you it's like water almost halfway down but like some killer cabs it's like a brick stop, hard stop. Yeah. Oh my God. It, t- it smells like wine still. So there's very little, um, you know, I'm always afraid with these. It's going to taste like Madeira or like cooking sure. wine or like yeah. sherry. Kind of like, you got to try to find the wine in it. Don't go too crazy. That's fair. It's just habitual at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh man. This wine is older than us, and it drinks like wine. The amount of fruit on this is exciting. It's lively. This is incredibly good. And something... Despite the age, this is a sexy, beautiful, high-acid, beautiful food wine. It, it is. It, it absolutely is. Um, Woo! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm almost speechless right now, but I, I think an important thing to note, too... 
is you couldn't do this with a Washington wine. You couldn't lay it down for 50-something years. We don't know. I think we can. We you don't think? have 50 years of experience to do it. But they... We have 50 After years, 10 but. years, in my experience, uh, 10 years or so, it's just dark jam, you know, overripe dark fruit. Like, the, it, there's very little I, left. I think every year the wines are getting more concentrated. Our vines are getting older. We're mm. developing more science and systems. And The old vines is, is a good point, though. Um, That's going to help. Because, yeah, I mean, old world, it's called that for a reason. Mm-hmm. They've been doing, doing this a, a very, very long time. Um, in Washington, half our wineries, their vines are, what, five years old? Uh, or still, so. I mean, I'm not going I, to. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm spitballing. It's, hyper- sure, sure, it's hyperbole sure. for sure. Very but young. They're very young. Um, our, our old wines, the old block uh, vines, tend to be still only 15-ish, 20 years old. They're just coming into their prime. Yeah. You know, um, I love how Washington embraces and supports itself, not only through the consumers that live locally, all these wonderful wineries and this wine, Washington Wine Commission, which is highly engaged. Um, but it's all kind of is it micro. The, the attention comes back inwards. Sure. They don't celebrate, I think, enough out. That's very we true. We talked about the volume opportunities. Right. But even like the willingness to submit for scores. So scores go to mm-hmm. St. Michelle a lot because they have the they, they, they have sub, a wide they net. submit it. Yep. They can submit it. They have all the volume and opportunity in the world. Other medium size to large size wineries submit. But it's really like the Leonetti's and the and the long shadows that yeah. get the killer scores. Yeah. And their wines are beautiful and they're justified scores. They are, absolutely. Oh my goodness. can't help every every time i i I remember how old it is and i just i have to smile because it's it's beautiful uh my my vintage is 73 and this is in way better shape than i am (laughs) 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 it's holding up a hell of a lot better than i ever did i'll do the math real quick on how many cases were produced that year by faustino faustino remains one of the most noble recognizable rioja houses It, it is absolutely How incredible. does it have this kind of fruit? That's the thing is, and, and to have the acid to back it up still to have, you know, it's not just fruit. It's, it's a complex flavor. That's really, it's bright. It's bright. It's, I'm going to say it's youthful. It really is. This drinks like a youthful wine. This does not taste like a wine that I would say has peaked yet. They're Which is out pretty soon. What's I think that? 2003 is their current vintage. Is that right? Yeah, 2003, okay. maybe 2004. So that's, I mean, still for the for a Grand Reserva because they hold hold it back so much. Okay, that that makes sense. I was going to say that's that's still quite a bit older than most, you know, contemporary Washington wineries. You're you're getting wine like 2018 vintages. I think they're putting out now in, mm-hmm. in 2021. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are exciting. Yeah, but I mean that's young uh, in the grand scheme of things. A lot of wines in Washington are ready to drink. I think there's um, a lot of the ripeness that we get. We're 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 a wine making yeah. uh, state that enjoys chapelization. I think, which is the addition of sugar. Yes, I was going to ask if um, if there was a different difference in the process from your perspective Here? between yeah, um, and not even just like Washington versus Old World. Excuse me, um, but 
you know, Washington versus Oregon or California or even New York. Um, Um, it was amazing. Uh, well, New York itself has, and so New York has a pretty interesting wine making uh, position where upstate the Finger Lakes, yes, known for their Rieslings, world class Rieslings. They have more. Dr. Frank Constantine is a great producer of New York Finger Lakes Riesling. Dr. Frank has more, I think, awards for his Riesling than any other producer from France. Sure. That's and he's amazing. International. Like he's known. That's, he's yeah. killer, killer Rieslings. And the Cab Francs mm-hmm. are good. Okay. Then you go out to the Hamptons. Yeah. And they do a couple more different cool like Savelles and cool varietals. But Is it more like white wine varietals? You'll see like the Vestemir uh, oh, yeah. Riesling, yep. these yep. German yep. varietals. Yep. yep, German okay. varietals, a lot of acid, even yep. in the reds, a lot of acid. Then, like, my buddy has a winery in Virginia, and he'll tell you it's all about because he has a winery that he's successful, not because he's, they don't have a lot of, you know, they can't produce a lot of the extraction that we're looking for, the balance of acidity. But he has a beautiful facility, he has not acidity, but he has a beautiful facility (laughs) where he hosts weddings and parties, and it's a lifestyle. It's 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 an experience. Winery, wine is an experience that people are getting into younger and younger. Yeah. I credit the craft beer Absolutely. Because, you know, a young guy like yourself has gotten into wine. You're equipped with language of flavor profiles and mouthfeel and producer styles. And you're more, you're, you're more savvy consumer. Like, I feel like I'm a bad example having grown up in this region. Like, like you said, you know, kind of the Mecca of Washington wine. Exposed to the best. I came up in it. Um, But I would still credit craft beer for the reason I I chose to get into wine and spirits and, and all the, all the rest. Um, you know, it, like you said, it exposes you to those flavor profiles, a way to taste, the way to to think of it more than just a drink to mm-hmm. get you drunk and mm-hmm. go party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's an experience, mm-hmm. and each one is a journey, and each one's a journey. Yeah, and just like uh, the overcomplication of grapes, fermented grapes, there's a you know we've we I've watched everyone in Washington overcomplicate coffee and overcomplicate <laughs> uh, beer, and you know. I guess but it's exciting. It's about breaking coffee, in, breaking, right, credit yeah. coffee. I love the coffee scene here, man. But there's one you're missing. It's that? called Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> have you ever? I have, but it's it was in uh, JFK Airport, so I don't know if that counts. Of course it counts. Okay. That's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> I mean, you got a five-hour layover, you do what you got to do, you know. Dunkin' Donuts, boy. That's the, I saw the Dunkin' Donut ornament on my tree. I <laughs> yeah. miss D&D. Yeah, I miss them. Yeah. I miss them. But here, you know, it's also funny how you people fit into a coffee culture. Yeah. Like you've got your roasters crew, you got your Starbucks fanatics. Yeah. And the worst, not worst, but the one, like if I'm having a bad day, I go to Dutch Bros. <laughs> I get lathered up with compliments. <laughs> I'm told that I'm young and beautiful. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. go, okay, I'll take a, just, a large. <laughs> yeah. You get your sugar with a side of coffee, you know, it's, it's great. Oh, yeah. They're, they're bombs. Oh, yeah. I drink black coffee. I, I, okay. I'll, 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 I'll like do a. I'll brew a pot mm. and then Caitlin will run to uh, roasters or she just got herself an espresso machine. Okay. Nespresso. Oh, the, the, the pods. George yeah. Clooney pods. Sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's convenient. I'll give it that. Convenient. Yeah. But yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> this is stunning. I'm, it it I'm is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Mm. 
happy to share that with you, man. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it's it. That's cool. But that's enough. Let's see what what's happening in Rioja nowadays. Okay. It's a great example. This is. I've been most surprised by the Spanish wines' um, success at Wine Social. I mm -hmm. knew that California would be a a challenge. Sure. There's more of a willingness to try European wines if you talk about the influence and the roots of it. Yes. Talk about you know talk about Victor, mm -hmm. and then you lead into Spain. Sure. Right. I mean, as it relates to Barbera or right. Albarino, and I have an Albarino by the glass right now. It is such a stunner. And I will always uh, have Victor's Palencia, Victor's uh, Albarino and Tempranillos, and I'll go to them. Yeah. But boy, I feel it's my duty to offer the others mm -hmm. and have a, at least a conversation about them. Well, it's back to your roots, right? You said you, you always focused on education mm -hmm. with your staff, with mm -hmm. your uh, customers. Mm -hmm. it, it was about education. It's, it sounds like it's the same thing now. There's a lot of that going on. And yeah. uh, there is a willingness and there's a, you can see an excitement or like a, like a, like a, like a vague, like a looking off the middle distance while they're experiencing this and they're trying something that's familiar, but new. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh, I've always loved, um, you know, what's a Chardonnay. This is a Chablis, you know, that I'm pouring by the glass and it's Chardonnay. And we'll talk about that. Or we'll talk about white burgundy. We'll talk about, I have a white Bordeaux on right now by the glass. Mostly Sauvignon Blanc, a little bit of Muscadel for Air Max, a little bit of Semillon for weight and texture. And I pour it on people and they're like, yes. Yeah. Like, I also have some beautiful unoaked Chardonnay from Prosser. I'm good. I'm like, you didn't know that? You, you, I'm like, you didn't know you were going to do that when you sat down here? No. Or like really like off of left field, I, Every week I just discover more wines and bring more wines in. It's crazy. But right now I'm pouring a Cortese, Cortese, which is a uh, white wine with a beautiful, not only Mediterranean influence, uh, as it, it sits southern part of Piedmonte, Italy, home to like Barbera and Nebbiolo. But Cortese is Gavi, the town of Gavi, G-A-V-I. So Gavi de Gavi. Um, okay. And in my career, I didn't know that it was such a small thing. I'm so programmable, bro, as a salesman. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe everyone. Like, I'm in a sales meeting on Fridays as a young salesman. I'm told these wines are number one in this category. Monday morning, I'm in the car showing number one wines. And I'm so <laughs> excited about them. And they're like, Where, wasn't last week Chardonnay number one? I'm like, I thought so too, but apparently this is apparently the one. Not. And I'm so excited. Yeah. And we share it. And I, um, but Gavi, uh, Cortese grape, Gavi to Gavi, I was able to sell some really cool brands. And New York is so different, man. Washington mm -hmm. is certainly a category but think yeah. about who defines it right the hard to get figgins the hard to get leonetti's the hard to mm -hmm. get long shadows yeah or the everyday and i'm an everyday consumer every day is the beautiful wine from saint michelle yeah yeah i mean saint michelle has an eight dollar riesling that wins year after year after year after year it's it's delicious yeah it's great it's a category buster. It, it, you don't have to make. That's an important note for people: is you don't have to buy expensive wine to buy good wine. You know, not all expensive wine is good wine. Not all cheap wine is bad wine. You know, I'm a full believer in that. Yeah. Um, I love discovering great values. Mm -hmm. I have. So during the shutdown recently, mm -hmm. after we opened again first in October, yeah, we opened a place that looks nothing like any other place in wine in in um, the Tri Cities. Also, that's also true. Yeah. I was. Doing something different, I needed to feel different. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I want it to be a welcome and warm experience, sure. not only with you and me and the wine, but as you enter. Yeah. Um, you know, it's maybe not for everybody aesthetically. I think it's a gorgeous location. Thank I you. Really do. Especially that little private back room. It's oh, really gorgeous. I love it. Oh, yeah. I've already had so many wonderful, magical memories there. I have a stage being built this week. Do you? So where the couch is on the uh, G-Way side, mm -hmm. there'll be a, that whole couch section will be elevated. Mm -hmm. So not only is it a cool little, not VIP, everyone's VIP, but cool little elevated experience. But when we're able to have live music, yeah, that couch comes off and there's a stage. And yeah. you'll be able to see it from anywhere within Wine Social. And I'm looking forward to not just doing live music, but as a former performer or future performer in theatrics and theater. And I think every time I open the door, there's a bit of theater that goes on. Sure. Um, we have a lot to look forward to there. I don't know. Did your folks come to any of the shows? Did you come to any of the shows we did at BG? Yeah. We had a couple of plays, a couple of themed Play. musical okay. nights. No, we didn't, we didn't do any of those. We would come for... Um, you know, happy hour and listen to the live sure. music on the patio in right the summer, on. drink some white wine, you know. We started a uh, Christmas spectacular, 12 courses. Okay, I heard about uh, that. I didn't, did, I didn't uh, get to attend. But. We did a two runs of a show called Drinking Habits, directed by Jenny Quinley, and okay. it was about these nuns who made the secret award-winning wine. And sure. It was a riot, and just the dinner theater aspect, and just yeah. creating something magical in space. But, you know, everyone is ready, and everyone deserves to go out and celebrate. And we've all been, our hands have been tied, right? I think we're yeah. on the um, precipice of the new Roaring Twenties, bro. I think there's going to so. be, I mean, you can give me a, if you, if you guys can go to work and get me a, a vaccine in 14 months for this killer, let's fix all the shit. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna challenge the science world for 24 months. Fix it all. 24 months. Yeah. And now, per, but, but, yeah per and, disease, you get 24 and, months. And by 20. Uh, and, and by 2024, we're going to all be dancing in the streets. That's right. We're masks off, full, dance off, full pants utopia. off. Yep. Pants off. <laughs> pants off, dance off, masks off. Oh, man. Well, this this Rio is honestly really, really quite lovely as well. It's very different, obviously, which, I mean, it's separated by uh, 60 years or so. 60 years. Let's do the math real quick. 2018. Um. 64, so 40, 50, 50 54, 50, would that be? Uh, so long, a little, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, 54 years. 54 right? years. We'll assume that's correct. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, this Rioja was a, so a lot of the wines I have in the program are wines that I've developed relationships with over the years, either as a, excited consumer mm. um, or because they were in my portfolio and I got to know the families and I sure. feel this sense of like excitement and thrill to be able to now be on this side and share them. Right. This I discovered though by a cool rep um, and hasn't disappointed. I probably have like five or six different Riojas from Spain in my program. This is not in my program. I imagine probably not. This is Again, my seller. You, were, mm -hmm. you said it was coming down to the last couple Bottles available on the market, period, probably. Oh, I don't even know if this is available anymore. Yeah, probably I not. I doubt it. Yeah. I'm, they're all private sec, pri oh, uh, private collections. And, yep. Yeah. And I, I did some really cool... Um, I want to moderate... Uh, I want to be careful how many times I mention New York, because people roll their eyes, they get it, right. from there. But it's also who I am. 
Sure. You know, and, and this was a part yeah, of my, to, my, my journey. Yeah. And Washington Wines, as exciting as they are, weren't the first wines that moved me into the world of wine. Right. It was the Italian wines. It was yeah. New Zealand Savignon Blancs. Sure. Um, so anything that was very expressive that as a young wine consumer I could like identify, yeah. I got really into. Yeah, honestly, like these two, it almost feels like you were watching the live stream we did last week where we were talking about wine um, because I very specifically kind of uh, <laughs> talked bad about old world wine. You did? I did. Great. Um, because historically what I've had, it's like those cheaper French imports. You know, you get a lot of that barnyard flavor. Um, the, the those are, like those funky, are young vines. Like, Right, uh, but that's the flavor profile I've known for, mm -hmm. for Old World, but these just aren't at all. They're very full-bodied, really complex, interesting, lovely ones. So, Thank you, thank you. I don't make them. I, I just, I have, yeah. a, I have a flavor profile that's very American. Yeah. You know, um, Coca-Cola culture. Sure. We are. We are. Even if you don't drink soda pop, you we are mm -hmm. part of a Coca-Cola culture. All of our foods have so much flavor in them. Yeah. You need a lot of big to appreciate. I am a... I am a lover of all wine. I really believe there's a time and place for all of it. I do. I and I, I try to find a you know unless it's just Thank bad, <laughs> which which does too. it does exist. You know we shouldn't say that you know all wine is, is good because there is as much as it is about the terroir and the the history and the the vines and all the stuff. It's about the winemaker. You know it, how how much they know their craft. So I know a winemaker here. He's been doing this very, 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 very long time. He's on his 44th vintage, and it's rumored to say he can take a chicken shit vintage and make <laughs> chicken salad out of it. Sure. <laughs> like He can turn it into just delicious. A great winemaker makes great wine every vintage. Yeah. There, um, I have a hunch I know who you're talking about just because there aren't that many winemakers that have been around for 44 years. But, but I got to know how many times I say New York or that other thing. Mm -hmm. They think I only have, you know, I've been two places in my whole life. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still here. You're here. Yeah, I'm I, still here. I am. I am uh, I it's it's ahead, really but. certainly a relationship between these two. This is like they, the great grandson of, of, of this stuff. Absolutely. Same like foundational fruit. Same all about the acid and the mid palate, but really. Like, this guy can deliver a punch. That's what I was going to say. Where this one doesn't have any punch left. Well, and it also feels like, and I could be totally off here, but it just feels like in presentation and in, in intent for it, they're made for different audiences. For sure. Um, this definitely, you know, the acid is brighter. It, it feels like it was made to last a very long time. This one tastes more like it was made to enjoy more quickly. Um, just because it's a little little softer, a little rounder, fruitier, right on the front there. I wouldn't mind visiting this wine again in 20 years. The, yeah. This 2018 It'd be vintage. interesting, It'd for be sure. Interesting. I don't know if it's going to do this. Right. Um, I don't think it's intended to. Exactly. Right? It's not a Grand Reserva. It's not right. even I'm trying to identify as a Crianz or anything. It's just a sure. Tinto. Yeah. So it's letting you know. And the little bit of Grenache isn't going to give it any staying power. That pretty little grape isn't going to do... <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's like, Grenache isn't exactly known for its longevity. No. So, um, I want to see what, what Victor's up to. One thing I'm that immediately 
hits me about the the Palencia, um, Victor's wine. It's a year younger, or a year older, right? Mm-hmm. 2017 versus 18. But the tannins on this hit you in the face. Yeah. Um, now, you know more about this process than I do. Um, the the big tannins, is, is that going to be brought about from more... Uh, the treatment with the seeds and stems during fermentation and all that, or is it more largely to do with, you know, the terroir, how the grapes are grown, where they're grown, all of that. I think that the natural tannins that you get in your uh, stems mm-hmm. aren't doing you any favors as a consumer. You're going to get some of that, uh, some bitterness yeah. from those tannins. Yes. I think that the tannins that people love and look for that give it ageability are coming from two sources. And one is the Grape itself, the the skins, the or, skin, okay, the the thickness of the skin, yep. the amount of uh, tannins it imparts naturally. Yeah, look at look at Syrah versus Pinot Noir, sure, or Gamay. Yeah, and then of course the oak. Okay, yeah, that oak tannins. yeah yeah the 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 oak imparts tannins, and then again it's about is it are they, is it is it French or Hungarian well, elegant I, I oak? Was gonna say American oak. Is it oak influenced? What what kind of Char Trickery. level is on there, oh, you know. There's, you know, overcomplication <laughs> of wood. <laughs> it, there's an overcomplication of everything, right? You know, you, you talk about, um, <laughs> you talk about overcomplicating this grape juice, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the process of turning it from grape juice into what it is, is a bit overcomplicated. Well, I don't want to take the romance or the well, magic can. out of it. You Plus, can. I've dedicated my life to it. Sure. I love it. Um, it's also, let's not... Let's not forget that it's it's Jesus's first miracle, <laughs> right? Yeah, I and mean, that has some relevance. That's some there importance. Yeah, yeah. He's always going to a party. Okay, <laughs> life of the party, right? Life there. of the party. Well, yeah. he is the life. I tell you, I, that's another great thing about Washington too. And I digress away from wine, but yeah. I love the community in Washington. Sure, it's a fully embracing community. The compartmentalization I've had growing up or just through life doesn't seem to exist here not only for me as an adult maybe not come over but i even see it with my kids okay the comparison of and probably different in high school um but i don't see a lot of like brand ish stuff like people yeah. aren't like brand slaves yeah there's a sense of community, and that's the only part of it too but sure. it's also like there's a big embracement you can you can wear your faith on your sleeve sure and be okay you say sure. It's not everywhere. No, no, very, I, I agree with you. You grew up in I a was, very special place. I was disagreeing with you at first uh, on the whole of Washington, but in terms Eastern of Eastern like, Washington, where I am, Eastern. Washington. I'm sure Seattle is very much the same way. It, yeah, um, West Western Washington. I lived over there for you know a few years uh, in the Seattle area. It's about your cars and a, your watch and your suits. There, there is some of that, and then you know the hipster kids. But there's this mentality of the Seattle freeze. People mind their own business. They keep to themselves. You don't talk to someone on the street. You don't smile. You, you, right. You're doing your own thing. Sure. Right? Um, I think that's an urban. Um, I think I think it is. Yeah. A, more of a big city thing. And you know, and they consider Spokane a city, a pretty good-sized city for Washington, a little 300,000 strong. It's a beautiful downtown, <laughs> hey, great man. skyscrapers, great architecture, great history, great yeah. future. Great skyscrapers of 13 stories, you know. like <laughs> give, me, give me something like that here, bro. Right. I mean, we are sprawling out. And out. We are. And out. We are. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to fold back in and go well, up, but that's got to be the, the issue future. Is, the issue is zoning. At, at the end of the day, the issue is zoning. Um, I know in Pasco, at least in kind of the main strip there, 
um, or at least it the was downtown under, area, uh, like, like Road 68, Bakery. kind of okay. over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, not, that's old not development. The, not the old downtown, but it's new development, right? I don't but know if it's still the case. Because they're sprawling but, out. Right, but the the zoning ordinances are, uh, or you can't that, be taller than the wrong, a taller tree, the tallest yeah, tree or exactly. something. Exactly. It's like you have like three stories max, um, or at least that was last I heard about it, mm-hmm. you know, eight so years ago. Mm-hmm. But Well, I have seen the housing market. I don't want to say double in five years, but there's been a considerable explosion. It's, it's gone up significantly. I mean, oh, we've, it's really measurable. I'm talking like 20, 30%. This, this house we're in right now has uh, gone up 30, about 33% or so in the last two years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, time to refinance. Or move. Or move. <laughs> um, housing has gotten huge. The influx of new people. Yeah, I mean, we're 300,000 strong now here in the Tri-Cities. Oh, yeah, easy. Which is, you know, now comparison to comparable to Spokane. Right, but that's, I mean, we're, what, four cities, technically Tri-Cities, but West Richland counts. Oh, it's um, killing. That's the biggest issue is here, I That's think. the biggest issue, and they're all very, no one wants to play nice with each other. There's a little bit more now, I feel like. They're, they're mm, starting Hopefully to, more and more, because if not, it's going to be the end of us. It's, right, it's it, going to be it, our demise. It's certainly slowing down our progress, where we could certainly be a better destination for hospitality, yeah. for winery. For, mm-hmm. Put the science and stuff, which is already a destination, but outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Walla Walla's kicking our ass as far as destination awareness, yes. walkability, yeah. experience overall, restaurant scene. Mm-hmm. lifestyle and culture we keep missing them and we have three great rivers we have these wonderful hiking trails we yeah. have an airport we have a higher median income here in the tri-cities than anywhere than 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 than, uh, than the walla walla yeah for sure but we can't get out of our own way mm-hmm. i graduated leadership tri-cities uh uh year before last oh congratulations well i i love it i love it here man yeah. i love it here and i understand i need to if i want to you, you know, be the change you want to see. Yeah. Um, but I also want to get integrated into this community so that I can sure. feel like I'm truly a part of it. And this is a very welcoming community. If you're willing to do the work, show up at the meetings. I mean, they'll you let op- you carry the water. You, you opened a business, so that's that's integrating into the community. I'd say that's a service no, thank industry you, business for sure, for sure. Um, but I, I waited five years. Sure. To build a, my own, you know, yeah. to, to learn you, really. You networked and hustled hard those five years. Well, or it I don't seemed, know how, It seemed yeah. to be from the outside anyway. Well, I've just lived. I mean, this is what excites me, meeting people, connecting people. Right. Life's like hospitality, arts, that's, that's theater. That's fair. That's totally fair. I mean, I speak this language. Yeah. So I am looking forward to sharing it. And it's been great. But, the, but circling back to 40 seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. It's the compartmentalization of our cities and the yes. ports yep. that are crippling our unlimited potential. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're we're totally fine. We I've got as much time as you need, man, or as you want. You know? I don't even know what else um, you want to know. <laughs> Actor. Um, I I do want to hear. You touched on it for a little bit. You know, you've been acting before we started. You were you were mentioning something about the Screen Actors Guild. So I, I do want to hear that story. That's more, not just a story. It's a journey. Okay. Um, I've loved acting. Uh, my person. Okay. Uh, I'm going back in here, bro. Okay. Uh, I mean, this, I this will be good in three I days. I wasn't going to reach for that, but if you're pouring it, I'll. Austin, this is yours. And oh, I'll tell funny. you what, if you don't save some for uh, for for your folks, 
I can't be responsible. <laughs> I, make, I told him I was bringing something special. Uh, well, mom, you know, I make no promises. Mom says she might be showing up. <laughs> Is that right? And I hope she does. Oh. They're, they're, they're so good to me. They're so kind. They helped us out during the, uh, you guys all, your whole, they're, they're so willing to help this community and be a part of it and, you know, yeah. show up. Yeah. Um, Actually, that segue is pretty good. I want to I want to talk about your acting journey because I think that's really interesting. But um, I do want to know, you know, you opened your business peak pandemic. Yes. What was that journey like? What kind of challenges did you face there? I feel like that couldn't have been an easy course of action. So as I mentioned earlier, it wasn't pandemic. There was no signs of pandemic. Right. In November right. or December or January. Yeah. Maybe January, but we yeah, saw we, some upset from, we saw some China upset. Yeah, exactly. But epidemic, it all feels so not, far away. Yes. I mean, we are so used to just surviving and going through it. And, you know, it's not going to touch us. To have, and then, and who it did, right? Yeah. So suddenly here we are now in February and things start getting real. Now, Caitlin and I had already signed a lease. We already right. ordered equipment. Yeah. Got along because we're going to open in 90 days. Yeah. So I extended my storage. <laughs> I extended my, my storage uh, relationship and yeah, yeah. kept on. And what's amazing, and maybe it was these five years of just being in a community that allowed me to explore just a deeper roots in my faith. Um, grew up Catholic. I was an altar boy. I went to Catholic school. Explains the wine love. Catholic. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I was an altar boy. <laughs> and that and those chips that we eat. There, there there Catholicism. You know, is a big part of our was you know it's what I knew in New York. I grew up Irish Catholic in New York. Mm. My grandpa was president of the PB Policemen's Association in New York City, and so we have guys on the job. And, you know, yeah. just, just lived that life. And I was a, I was the unique one who wanted to like do poetry and, and art and, and theater. But uh, back to your question about the pandemic is, yeah, yeah. I have learned to truly trust that we are loved by our creator and are here to just receive like the showers and the beauty of love and a beautiful life and find the flowers and, and, and see it all. And it's when you turn yourself in opposition or you turn your, not when you think you know more or you think that your way will work. Sure. You find those challenges and obstacles. And I think, and I learned that here in these five years that if I just, allow life to come at me and I do my best to remain good that I'll be rewarded. And all of that was out of my control. So I did everything within my control. I did more studying. I learned about my distributor books. I learned about their wines that they had available. You know, they weren't selling them. I don't even have a license yet. I was building this framework in my mind through prayer and faith that this would happen. And certainly not more importantly, almost as powerful was the support and belief of my wife who didn't falter. She's an analytical mm -hmm. um, academic. So when I first moved here, I'm like, I'm going to wow them. I'm going to open up a restaurant. This is before Bernard Griffin even. Yeah. And they're like, she's like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what no, you know, you, Name all tri-cities, Mark. Name yeah. all three. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. I, you know, I need to get my. I need to get into into the community. Um, I'm on the Richland Economic Development Committee. My kids were in Boys and Girls Club. I got very active on the boards there for fundraising, and I love it. It's my it's my community. Um, 
but it was through faith I never lost sight. The wine social you see today was what I planned in my mind back last or back in 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 uh, in, uh, in eighteen, and it just has come to fruition. Like it's 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 all on its way. I can't be responsible for the speed of the road. I can just turn myself in the right direction on it, sure. and it opened. And as frustrating as it was, um, we opened up in October, and it was successful. It was we were at limited capacity. We we're at twenty five percent, so yep. it wasn't hard to get twenty four people in there. But they kept coming back every night and That's bringing awesome. friends. Yeah, and then we were shut down again. I took my space and repostured it as a retail space. The bar yeah. became a 25 or 40 foot run of 50 <laughs> wines under 25 bucks. Yeah. Every table, the chairs were removed. Every table became a display center for Grenache or Cabernets or or Bubbles, which is a big part of what I'm doing there. Right. Um, Especially around the holidays, which is around that time period. I my 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 goal of having a wine club called the Social Lights. It's mm-hmm. all fleshed out. You know, you're gonna get 100 bucks a quarter. You're gonna get a curated four pack. It's going to be well worth the the hundred dollar. Plus, you get six dollars wines by the glass. And you get access to my classes, and you get all these benefits as being a it's, socialite. That's such a good idea. I feel like for a lot of people these days, because myself included, you know, you get kind of tired of you join a, a one or two wine clubs, right? And then that's your entire wine cellar, and you just you're drinking the same stuff every every night, you know, and it's. It's good. I can't fault the clubs. We joined them. Joined we for a them. reason. Exactly. Right. But there's a world out there. But there's a world out there you're missing. Um, and, you know, you don't necessarily want to reach out and go to you know, Total Wine and grab whatever the guy there recommends. Where is one? We don't. Yeah, exactly. Right. We don't Give have me one. one. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but but having the option to have a curated box um, where it's honestly pretty reasonable. Uh, we were 100 bucks. 100 bucks a box. 100 bucks. Everything was at least valued at 140 or up. Yeah. It was also about access and exposure. Like, where else are you going to get a biodynamic, sustainable sparkler from the Willamette Valley? That are, well, The Willamette, Willamette? Willamette. Willamette. Oh, I got to work on that <laughs> shit, bro. Right, people are very sensitive. But I always like to say, too, uh, for a place with no delis, everyone's very delicate around here. But that's not, I'm just, I'm just trying to do some wordplay. It's not true. Um, the, like just really cool wines from around the world. And I always had some local wines. And I tell you, the partnerships with like Seth Kitsky yeah. came in, did a video, climbed up my library ladder, jumped off and, you know, did a <laughs> GSM thing. Right. It's yeah. so cool. And then, yeah. you know, Kyle and Cassie Welsh yeah. from, 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 from Longship. From yeah. Not only did they allow me to secure their Sinso, which has mm. sold out. I love their sense. So it's I put fantastic. that in my hundred dollar box. I could probably sold wine that was for a hundred bucks, but in that box <laughs> with other wines from around the world. Yeah. He did the video just beyond generous. Uh, you know, Bernard Griffin has done their part. I did. I mean, there's just beautiful wines uh, for Shets. I, I, mean, I can't, I'm not going to start naming them because they're also on my wine post, okay. you know, and what's super exciting is that the pedigree there, like the Charlie Hoppuses have signed yeah. and the uh, Rob Griffin's, but also, the Greg Frechettes and the Seths. Up and comers. The, the John you know, Lavender. Yeah. You know this kid? The, and, I don't know John Lavender, okay, actually. Uh, his wine, uh, he dropped his wine two weeks ago in the market for the oh, very okay. first public release. It's called Desert Blood, 100% Cabernet from Finney Hill. Um, he's under the tutelage of Kyle Welsh. Oh, okay. And I get a little sense of Kyle's hand 
in this John's cab, okay. which is not – if you're going to put, put a hand in a cab – That's not a bad that's thing. That's not a bad no, hand. No, no. So that's other part of Wine Social, not just about bringing European wines into the, into the, into the mix, but I'm the first guy. And I put them by the glass, shared a story, sold out in a day. John, bring another case. Sold out the same day. Bring another case. And it's just awesome. like pouring by the glass, I'll, I'll take the bottle home. And everyone's walking out, he signs every bottle. It's part of that too is the what I want Wine Social to be, is the platform for established and new Washington wineries. Because yeah. when you come to Washington to explore wine, and eventually we're going to get out of our own way as far as the Tri-Cities goes, we'll continue to grow in our hospitality and our tourism. we got great people trying to do it. I'm, a, I'm on the I'm co-chair for the My Tri-2030 Life Council, and we are building some beautiful futures here in the Tri-Cities. As that takes shape, I want to be the destination for library vintages of all things Washington. You can't go see more than 10 wineries in a day. Right. Five. You can't even see it. Not not in this part of Washington. They're too far no, away. They're too far away. And then plus, they're so good, you spend half a day at one. Right. Come to me. I have everything. Right. And also, whatever. So, I mean, you're doing... Go to you. Try a bunch. Um, you're doing the... Uh, not membership, wine club boxes. Um, I'll go to the wine club membership, but that's what saved my skin, our skin, during the shutdown. Oh, sure. Because I was able to curate a Thanksgiving box, a Christmas box, and a, a New Year's Eve box, yeah. and just did a Valentine's Day box, yeah. and another couple of bubble specials. So that's five offerings since October that a wine club member would beat me with a box if I kept trying to call <laughs> you and tell you I had another pickup. Right. So this became a uh, willingness. Sure. And I'll put my, I want to, people are desperate for that relationship. They're like, I want to be your first wine club member. Yeah. And I will have a wine club when it's appropriate, when it's time. When right, I'm, right. You know, we haven't been even in operation for one full month. Really? How could we be? Hmm. We haven't had an operational uh, full. I see. I see. Month. Because there was always a close. There's always a close down. We haven't even been fully capitalized as far as the amount of people we can have mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, I would never break the rule. About seventeen people. Yeah, you'll never see more than seventeen people in my place until the rules change. Well, we're unless you have eyes. Of, uh... <laughs> no, it's still twenty five percent. Right, right. It's still twenty five, but it's uh, actual indoor dining now, not the weird hybrid open door thing we were doing. Right. right? Yes. Yes. Today. Today is the day. Okay. No, okay. no. Today is what that's the situation is. We'll see what tomorrow. I see, brings. I see what you're saying. Yes. 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 I'm not going to forecast anything. No. So well, expectations over reality equal mood. Right. Because it's not the first time. We've hit that, I'm not going to so. have these expectations. I'm not going to pretend to know what's going to happen. Not because it's out of my hands anyway, but because oh. I'll be in a really sour mood. <laughs> it's just pissy off all the time. Versus accept it. Yeah. And be, you know, the willingness. Well, the, the serenity prayer goes a long way <laughs> in the wine business. You've and you've you've shown yourself to, to really do well at looking at the bright side and capitalizing on it as best you can with yeah, whatever situation. kindness are free, bro. There you go. You'll never, you know, hope and kindness are both so free. The best investments you'll ever make as a person. So I want to, mm. I want to go back for just a second. Um, so I was, I was going to ask, uh, I, I got distracted. But, of course. Um, Opening a pandemic. No, no, sorry. <laughs> My jambalaya recipe. No. I do want to hear that. I don't have one. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, 
in your in wine social, are you going to be doing um, tastings then as well? I do uh, now. You do now. I do okay. flights. Like flights. I do flights. Okay. They're off the menu because it's okay. Because I care so much about each one of them, I can't offer them all the time. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love what I do, and I'm at my best when I'm busy. But there is a reality to I have three or four people in my space at three or four different places. Right. And I don't know how to stop myself. You can't be the one to curate, you know, 50 flights at the same time that are I'm all sharing my personal experience exactly. all over the place. It's exhausting. And <laughs> yeah. I have some talented people that I get to work with. But you think uh, I was laughing with a gentleman named Steve H who just started working with us. And I feel so fortunate that my team is just building and growing and feels really good. And so all this is like, you know, how do you keep it? it I, I trust it, it just seems so natural. It just seems to be so clicking, clicking and clicking that I'm just I'm on the journey. But uh, he's great uh, and has a lot of history with wine, Washington wine. Yep. So he's an under education with this stuff. But he, he had said, her, uh, we were laughing about how people come to wine social and forget how to drink wine without my help. <laughs> they all want like. <laughs> Everyone just sits there and waits for you to come back to the table. Waits for me to come. And, I'm, yeah. and I love it. And that makes, you know, I feel so good about that. Yeah. You know, I feel so blessed. Like it's working. Um, but I, I trust the wines will do the job on their own. And I know that my, my, my team cares a great deal. Yeah. But uh, flights for sure. But I don't know how to turn it off. If I have, Let's see, I have 12, I have 15 wines open generally, 15 to 20 wines open all the time between my kegs and five or six whites and two or three rosés and six or seven reds. I want you to taste every one of them. <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm uh, confessing to breaking a law right now. Um, wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the numbers be, that's where I stop. Mm. But let's say in a hypothetical world, sure. Um, I need you to taste every wine. Or you know what? I'll learn pretty right away what you're looking for, and yeah. I've and I, but I have such a range available. Mm-hmm. And I want to discover something in front of me because there's nothing better. So, so you're not doing necessarily pre-curated flights. You're pouring something I'm, for someone and saying, I'm "Okay, you, you a, like I'm that." I'm tailoring a flight okay. to everybody. So that's an exp- I mean, that's an experience. That's not just I'm going for a wine tasting. That's that's a unique like. You know, it's it's not I'm buying a suit from Nordstrom. It's I'm going and getting tailored and several a custom row. suit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for sure. And I'll tell yeah. you, there is a beauty to that. Yeah, I love Macy's, bro. Sure. I, I do, I do. Uh, but I love to wear my custom suits. Right, and my suits made. They were made for me. There's made there's something else. something and special. I have something I, for you. And I want people to know that I think they're special. Yeah. They deserve it. You deserve it, man. Yeah. Every you know, who deserves it more than your mom. Who deserves, mm. who, and, and, and not that your mom is one of many, but I, I recognize her as someone who deserves it. What is, I mean, I, I'm going to get, but she's just constantly generous. Well, let, you know, sit down, let me drive. Let, 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 you know, you just <laughs> relax. Sure. And, and part of that is my, well, obviously a little ego, right? I want to, Mark, I did, Mark did this and I found, Mark found me this wine and this is Mark's wine or Mark's place. Hey, from a, marketing distribution standpoint there's no better marketing than someone speaking well of you um they go out and they tell your friend tell their friends word of mouth i mean that's going to be a hundred times better than the best advertiser sure you know i believe i heard some statistic well i heard that 70 no 70 no it was 82 percent of all stats are made up on the spot 
including that one. Yeah, pretty accurate. But, but <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, it, it's a, uh, there's a lot of wine out there and they're open and I want to share it. And it's, you know, they got, got, I got to find the balance and I'm not doing it for the money. Yeah. Money is coming. I mean, this is, this is a, right. I'm not doing it for free. I mean, I have goals, but I'm hitting them. I've been sure. over, I've, we're weekly touching or surpassing our pre COVID target goals. That's the thing is, we have to remember we're still in a pandemic. We're still working. You're still working with restrictions, but it's you're able to expand your team. Yeah, you're able to to continue to grow and so buy new wines every week. The, yeah, and we're doing. I mean, we we're not. Presumably, you're in the green. We're or at least we are. In the we're in the black. In the black. Sorry, yep. green's a yeah, little ahead of yeah, us, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, in the well. black. Okay, we're not. We went to a lot of. Our, we went to our pockets a lot. May, June, July, sure. August, September, October. So that's six months of self-financing an operation that had no income stream. There was no way to monetize yeah. a closed building. You had a lease. So that's why I got. To... That's why I got super active during the shutdown. Yeah. And became a retail space and did more videos and more advertising on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook and inviting people down and showing new wines and doing whatever I could because they didn't know I was there. Yeah. But also, I uh, I needed to, you know, I needed to be operational. And that yeah. was the only way we, we could operate. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, I I love it, though. It's, it's inspiring, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, I do want to get back to... Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I want to get back to that New York story and and um, born, the, the born, acting story. Born in New York, um, spring day, nineteen seventy three. Start at the beginning. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is born just instantly in the same, so much. Sorry, I don't. I don't better. Mean stop. It's so much sweater than this. You were saying that, like there's a, a tendency to add some sugar potentially in Washington. Perhaps wines. I don't know if that's what if, I, I don't know, know if that's a practice of Victor's, but also the 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 ripeness of fruit. Right. It could just be the bricks on it. It could be, it could be a number of number of things. Um and it's probably the concentration the, of weight though too. It's is, it's probably the lack of acid more than anything. It's just the sugar yeah, hits me first. Yeah. And I tell you so you decant something like this and the acid even falls apart. So you don't decant something like this. Mm-hmm. This is you need this acid that's here. Yeah. Um so 1973, uh, I have an older brother, Brian. Well, I didn't even know his name was Brian until I was like a teenager. I thought his name was BJ. <laughs> That's real good. And honestly, I I had to relearn my name was Mark because Mark, I was opening called Shark. Shark. Sharky. Yeah, okay. Mark the Shark by my mom, by my brother, by my cousins, uncles. I mean, That's, anyone still alive still. It's like the most New York thing I've ever heard. But okay. Oh, yeah? Okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> That's no, where no, I was. <laughs> so we, um, and my Parents divorced. I was a little kid. My mom got remarried. I have a little brother and sister. They're amazing. I have now. I have these. Uh, uh, we're brother. Like, we are super tight. Yeah. Um, they're in New York. Um, we moved around an awful lot. My mom remarried, and I changed schools thirteen times. I went to okay. five separate high schools, and it was just the way it was. It was just I had no base of comparison. Yeah. I, I it shocked me when I would learn kids by fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade that they'd been in the same house their whole life i couldn't even fathom same same so from the carolinas to new jersey to upstate just constantly shuffling around like gypsies as a military kid i get it you get it yeah yeah Yeah. so a lot like that and so connecting was a practiced Mm -hmm. um became very practiced sure And, and 
it certainly shaped me. Is that where be, the acting came in, though? You felt like you were acting well, of all course. the time? I have to act like I wanted to be there. Well, I didn't well, want to okay, be there. Yeah, yeah. I missed my friends from last year. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart, especially as you start. So it's super tough to make really hardcore uh, foundational relationships with, 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 as a guy, with other men, as yeah. you get older. Yeah. Now there's, thankfully, in this community, too, there's faith-based men's groups, and I'm with men, and it's great, and we're praying together, whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's something I didn't have growing up. Um, but I would I would move. I was always an artist. I always draw. I would always, I could tell you, I'd spend the first day of school quietly drawing so that people go, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, you can have it. I, I, I cranked out in fifth grade. I remember I cranked out probably 32 of my classmates got a, like this is G.I. Joe days, by the way. It's like 1985, right? <laughs> this is a, or, or a skull with a beret on it. Like, okay. Very yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. what little boys in fifth grade do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moved around an awful lot. And then I found football as an access to meeting people. I found football as an access to a, to a, to a, uh, a click right away. Because mm-hmm. I was big and strong. Sure. And I could fight. And I, so I was good at football. But then after football, where I had my base friends, I'd go always find other more theatrical friends. Okay. I did plays whenever I could. And it was a just, and I loved to read. Reading was always my favorite escape. Um, But then when I could read and I had the movie in my mind, and then there was an opportunity to perform it, it was great. And I did some young, um, a little bit of modeling young. And then acting was tough to get into. It's tough to find a, a good guidance counselor because sure. they didn't know me. And they it's kids they have known that yeah. they're responsible for. So good luck, kid. So I joined the army. Okay. Uh, right out of right right out of high school. <laughs> People join the army for adventure. I joined the army to relax. I joined the army to calm down, man. I am done seeing the world. I wanna I wanna just put my groots in something. Yeah. Got out of the army. I was stationed in Washington, DC at Walter Reed. And uh, oh, well. got some great friends, and still have these great relationships. Those are the those are the longest friends I've I am connected with. Are the guys that after high school I met. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't imagine two or three people from before high school I even talked to. I might know them, but not like right. So got out of the army, uh, went back to New York, helped. A buddy opened a restaurant. I always done restaurant business. Always because I learned how to. I can. I'm, I love it. Around that time is when I started working for Peter Kelly. Uh, okay. And this is in the, the Xavier's group, and I'm learning about fine wine. I'm learning about hospitality. It's not just. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Buffalo. I went to college in Buffalo after the army. Then when I came back down to New York, I joined. An, I went to an acting school in the city called Weiss Baron. Weiss Baron, it's a commercial school. Okay. And took their classes and did a couple of what they call um, showcases where directors or casting people come. And right away I got a, uh, I got a call to be on a new show. I was in my buddy's restaurant. It's called Casa del Sol. He, he and I were like, there's other people opened it. And Tommy got a job there and I got a job there. We became friends. And I lived at an apartment down the street. And uh, now Tommy owns it, which is super cool. But oh, I remember nice. being in Casa del Sol. On my flip phone, I get a call, and it was uh, HBO. They're going to do a new show. They want me to be a part of a scene at a violin recital. Okay. Um, I'm playing a pan. I'm, I'm going to be in a in a, in a in a musical recital scene. Okay. Can you make it? I, I can make it. I can make it. I'll, I'll be there. Whatever. 
um, the show is, and I said, great, what's it called? It's called The Sopranos. I'm like, okay, great. great. Okay. So my mind's going, I'm like, did my resume say I could sing? <laughs> like, 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 resume. Yeah, yeah. You'd think I was like a martial artist, I'm a stunt driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you, a bow and arrow expert, all, I can know. horseback ride. If I've seen a horse, I can horseback ride. So I, I'm like, I, I, I said to them, before we hung up, like, I want to be completely transparent here and I don't want to miss this opportunity, but if you're expecting me to be a singer, because it's so, because it's a musical recital and show called Sopranos, I should tell you that I don't have any opera experience. Okay, they go, they left. Like, okay, we'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my first paid acting gig. Oh man, first season, the Sopranos. First season, first episode, first and second episode, and then inter and back and forth quite a bit after that. And then the 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 the, the television industry and the film industry in New York. It's much like the wine industry here. Like it's it's a small, it's a huge small group. Mm-hmm. So my timing is just perfect. This is when Survivor starts and all like the 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 unscripted television show, the game shows take over, and like the reality TV shows fill the prime time. And now actors are out of work. Like there's just no scripted TV. Thank God for Law and Order. Kept everybody working. I've probably done about 12, 14 episodes of Law and Order. Really? As a, yeah, as a um, usually an actor, or, or no, usually as a cop, I have a okay. NYPD yeah, yeah. uniform. Sure. Uh, to, you have to get it in the Screen Actors Guild. So mm-hmm. I did another showcase, and the, uh, all my children called. Okay. And then for the next three years, I was the captain of the SWAT team on, in Pine Valley. So, so this is this is news to me. I'm learning this for the first time. Um, it it wasn't just like acting was like a side. Like you were an actor for. A significant period of time i was so around that time i was still a wine i was coming still as a wine doing. salesman so i left so casa was where i got my first call and yeah. over the next year or so i went to i left casa went to peter kelly's restaurant and it was during that two or three years of in that dining room that i really learned but it was when i started doing a lot more television Okay. A lot more movies. Whenever someone would come to New York, I did Spider-Man. I did Music of the Heart with Meryl Streep. I did all these other. Really? Oh, gosh. I can't even pretend to. I don't want to miss one. Yeah. Because the moments, like hanging out with Hank Azaria and. Um, Can people go look up your IMDb? Is that if like they a... knew my state name. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the secret. And also IMDb is um, self-generated. It, yes. And I've never had the wherewithal, the willingness, or the egotistical need to post on IMDb sure. because I can promise you that your experience watching me is not the same of my living it. Fair enough. So I was able to do for one, for example, is I spent three days, I mentioned just in Carnegie Hall yeah. with Meryl Streep and Itzhak Perlman and all the violin people for all the fiddlers and Mark Cooper who comes here to Washington. He goes to the, he does the one, but all these incredible child prodigies all i'm in i'm in carnegie hall for three days and not being arrested for being there like i'm being paid to be there around all of this stuff yeah the half a second you see me doesn't capture my experience and even so to try to communicate it to you it's like it wasn't for you it was for me it was magic i created i was part of magic right there's a huge amount of energy and people focusing, doing their individual jobs. And as soon as this one guy says, go, a vacuum happens and an atom explodes and yeah. a camera captures it. And it, the moment didn't exist before. And it's real. Mm-hmm. The pain is real. The joy is real. Until he says, cut. 
and you fall out of it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but there was a, I did this thing with uh, American Gangster, Denzel mm. Washington, yeah, and yeah. Russell Crowe. There's a boxing scene where it's Ali fights Frazier. It's mm. the Madison Square Garden, 1970 or whatever it's yeah. supposed to be. And I play a Marine. Okay. You can see me a little bit, right? But so you were, you were the typecast military guy, it sounds like. Or, most or a fighter. Or fighter. I was always a cop or, or a bar guy. Okay. Generally. Plenty of other background. or Which, I, I was, mean, army to wine same, business. Yeah, whatever I mean, your haircut it was, is. You played yeah. yourself. Like. Rescue Me was very good to me. The show was... Really? Uh, oh. Okay. You can watch a couple of seasons and call me and say, oh, I just saw you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it since I was like... Not it's fine. It's, I won't say, but because <laughs> yeah, I was a paid actor in that. I was, I was already an adult. I drove to the set. <laughs> but that's just. I, I I did a show here. I did Sister Act at CBC. Yeah. Well, that that was my follow up question. I, I'm just curious, your thoughts on um, kind of like the differences in your preference between uh, stage acting and um, like produced pre recorded acting. White wine, red wine, man. There's a time and place. Okay. I mean, they're both magical. Sure. They can both, like, oh, my gosh, being in front of a live audience. If you know your stuff. Yeah. And you're with people that you trust, there's nothing more powerful, but it's fleeting. And there's some magic in the fact that you got to go. No. I've just got a bunch of uh, notifications coming through on the headset from the computer. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It? No, 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 no. It's my buddy hey, spamming it. It's, oh, it's, good? Yeah, it's fine. He's just an asshole. Good. Uh, my, my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Sorry, no, it threw me off my train of thought. Uh, you, you were saying, though. Um, no idea. <laughs> I was talking about, <laughs> um, oh, about CBC, doing the shows here. Do my live, live, live versus, uh, yeah, live versus um, pre-recorded. I think that the, I love, so all that energy that goes into a production yeah. is so impressive that that vacuum happens versus the spark just being two, two people. It, it, totally. It's just... Well, and I um, I totally get the idea of, like, you know, when, when everything comes together and you've got an audience in front of you, you know, as a musician, like, playing sure. with bands for the last however many years, um, it's it's something you can't really describe to people. No. It's like this magical moment. It's just like, you're not really yourself. You're more just watching from behind and seeing the reaction it's it's very narcissistic in a certain way uh-huh but it's also called satori you ever hear of satori i haven't it's the state of mind of a diver olympic diver okay. in mid dive this moment of just nothingness kind of or all of it like same sure. thing with like a gymnast like you have just done this so many times mm. you can it's effortless yes your mind is blank you're not concerned you're it's doing meditative. You're really. doing. Oh, it's it, yeah. it's you completely leave. Like yeah. you're not. Che- you, you can almost check out and yeah. trust that this is going to happen. Sure. Because you've learned to trust yourself in that environment. So, live acting is great. You learn to trust yourself and who you're with. The one thing I is the audience. Yep. You can't control. Um, if you're there for them, it's, it's, it's every every show is different. But also, I've been part of like me and six buddies trying to make some guerrilla movies. Right, which is another reason why I want you to get my name out because that's out there too. <laughs> I've done some, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've done some like 
crazy horror films, low low budget, yeah. where like I don't even get paid, and I'm I'm doing my own makeup and so I'm, like, tell you what, man, next film festival because what is it, October they do the local one. Uh, call, I'm calling nothing. you up. We're call gonna, me up. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. show you anything. Just don't call my brother. You don't not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying give me something. Oh, I'm saying good. we're going to make something. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's going to be awesome. I love it. Um, so Super Gorilla Productions are also just as satisfying as being in Spider-Man 3, which I was in Spider-Man 3. I feel like that's something you hear from a lot. Hold on. <laughs> you were in Spider- Okay. No, no. Who were you in Spider-Man 3, though? You a can't stunt just driver. Like, okay. So, I'm, so you weren't actually. I drove my car. So I mean, you were on camera, but you weren't like. A, I, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. We might. See I got paid, bro. It. Hey, I was just gonna like scrub through tonight and see uh-huh. what it was. See if I can find you. But don't. I'm right here. Um, Watch this instead. <laughs> <laughs> you want Mark Newman? I, I came to your house. That, you know. Fair you know? enough. Fair okay. enough. Um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought Seriously. on that one. Um, but yeah, I I think it'd be a lot of fun. Do some film festival stuff shoot some shoot some video make some short films that's what i was saying i feel like you hear that from a lot of actors uh is that the kind of like passion project small not necessarily short film but um you know like low budget film stuff is way more fun and interesting um on the whole than like the big blockbusters well you gotta ask what's the reason for doing it right and so what's your reason for doing anything yeah like what's your inspiration and then so you're got to be satisfied you got to be you got to know what you're doing for if you're just doing it for money yeah you're not gonna be happy doing a gorilla project right you're sure. not gonna but can you really do I'm a gorilla not gonna, project for the money I mean, no generally no, speaking no no and i tell you it's you do it because it's your like i love to serve people sure i'm like a maniac at it i want to treat people as they, I don't say deserve to be treated. I treat everyone deserves to be treated very well. Yeah. And I've been so fortunate in my life, in my, in my life, a D minus student traveled the world, telling kings what to do with their wines in their castle. Like, I'm just so beyond fortunate and blessed. I want, I want to share that. Yeah. And one sip at a time, and I do it to serve people. Uh, the acting. I did it because it's, it made my heart feel good. I didn't do it to impress my cousins or my brothers or my neighbors or my friends because they're not going to ever exp- know my experience. They're not going to know the effort, the days, the whatever it was that created that moment. They're going to appreciate it. That, that's why that's, that's good. I, um, so I did the show here. I did, uh, so I did a couple theater things. I met Jenny Quinley, who's a, director in here. She runs a drama department at CBC, which is a very respectable department. Like, great theater. Yeah. Great outside stage. Real part of the fabric of the community. Mm-hmm. She cast me as a lead in a Sister Act. Okay. I played the gangster, if you can imagine. Yeah, uh, really shocker. <laughs> Starting in The Sopranos. Well, I had also, I, already, I had my own zoot suit already. I had my own, I, my wardrobe, I didn't need anyone from wardrobe. You just, you showed I up. I showed up. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, this is not, you know, you don't know when I see me. Well, I mean, you've got the, you know, silk scarf going on. Oh, I do. Okay. It's still me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I did Sister Act, and I was going to rehearsals, and my, at that time, eight-year-old son, who's now 10, which he and his sister, my daughter Sophia, my two kids, were the reason why we moved out of New York is to give them the life and we found it here. We love it. But he was coming with me. He's a, he's like his mom. He's an academic, very bright, very smart. He was, he sat in the auditorium and he read the script as we were acting and rehearsing. And he knew, he knew every line. Yeah. So by the time we were off book or should have been off book, if someone needed a line, he knew it. 
He knew every line in the show. He knew every line in the show. So it wasn't, um, it was very kind of Ginny to say, would you like Nico, would you like to be in the show? Oh, and uh, he just played like a altar boy, you know, very like, he didn't have a line. He he and uh, was the lighting director's son was about the same age. So they dressed him up as altar boys, sister act. There was a scene where, two scenes where there was a priest and yeah. it made sense to have altar boys around. Austin? It's got to be so spe- so special for him, though, you know? For him? Who cares about for this you. kid? Me. It's all about me. This <laughs> curtain call every night. Yeah. I'm there with my son. Yeah. I couldn't keep my eyes dry to save. If if you're like, Mark, don't cry or I'm going to shoot you, I'd say pull the trigger. Because, bro, it was the most, like, powerful, like, my, under the lights, which is a place I love to be. I always felt safe there. I'd always yeah. do my work to be comfortable, and I never, I never was uncertain of myself on stage. Right. But there's my boy, and bro. Since then, he's done five other shows. That's awesome. At ACT, and this yeah. year being shut down has been tough for all of us because all he wants to do is go do shows. Mm-hmm. And now my little, now my daughter wants to go do shows. He's like, no, you know, be a baker. You're a great chef, Sophia. <laughs> Stay off the stage. <laughs> be a baker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, great business baking. Uh, sure. I got, I got. They're all over. They're all around me. I got ethos, yeah, frosty, me sweet. You got literally next door. I'm like, surrounded. Yeah. That's it. So that's. That's awesome, though. Like yeah. I, I mean, I came into this. I knew your distributing history. I knew sure. obviously like the the um, the restaurant stuff and wine stuff, but uh, the acting's fun. I, I, I didn't neat, know that. I, neat, I, neat, neat. It's really, it's really, it's really cool. I'm very proud of it because I realize not everyone's had those opportunities. Yeah. I can't, like, Caitlin tells me to stop name dropping all the time because, like, no one cares. But these are all my, it's like, I'm very blessed. Wherever I've just been so fortunate in my life. And it's, and to meet you as well. Like, just, it just, it keeps, it's all, I'm so fortunate, bro. I feel the same way about my social. I love the way it feels every time I walk in there. I haven't had a, even through this tumultuous year, it's been a year now, yeah. literally, since we've, uh, been in the space kind of that was a year ago this time wasn't even there it was a it was a shell but watching the shell build up yeah exactly the way i wanted it the way i visioned it the lights way of just all it feels really still exciting and great and i can't even imagine how many more seasons and chapters i have in front of me that's awesome man i love it good i'm really excited honestly really really excited to see what where the the wine bar goes like it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic wait till the summer when there's shows. Right, when we can actually. When there's farmer's markets, when there's. Oh, yeah, the parkway at the farmer's market. I mean, that's going to blow. Oh, Are you God. guys doing a stand? Stop me. Try to stop I'm me. just saying it, Try buddy. to stop me. I'm going to be. So, so much white wine. Well, I have available these little cans and splits of world-class wines from mm-hmm. uh, Coppola Sofia Brut in a can mm-hmm. to local canned wines and little splits of true champagne or Prosecco, you know, Ice cold, five bucks. Here's a straw. Enjoy your farmer's market. I can't tell you, don't drink it. Here, don't tell, yeah, don't tell anybody, but. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Keep it low key. 702 <laughs> the parkway. <laughs> Everything's five dollars. Hey, man. No, but like, I would, get but think about like, think shampoo. about, think about like all the kayakers and the greenies and the concerts yeah. and all of it. It's just no, so much potential. Absolutely. We're doing this well here. As a crippled, as a cripple, 
Wait till we're super powered. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really exciting. What are your goals here? Here with the podcast? Well, with the show, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just messing around. Like Good. this is, I'm just seeing where it goes, okay. kind of thing. So, uh, well, if I can be, helpful. I want to. I want to talk to more people. I want to get. You know, we're talking wine today. Sure. Um, you're a booze guy. You're a spirit uh, guy. I'm a spirits guy. I'm a. I love wine. Uh, I love spirits too. I love everything. You know, I want to talk to everybody. I, I want to talk wine. I want to yep. talk beer. I want to talk spirits. Yep. I want to co- talk cocktails. Yep. Uh, I want the whole whole thing. Have you had uh, Have you had Tyler here yet? Tyler is, Tyler was supposed to be the yeah, first guest, but he just had his babies. baby literally the week we were supposed to do it. So <laughs> I bet. Um, so it's on hold for the time being. He's, but I can't wait for that one. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Tyler, he's so Tyler's passionate. A good guy. He's so talented. He wants to deliver, like me, a world class experience and make it comfortable for you and exciting for you and give you a little education while you're doing it oh yeah tyler is like him and i like i i can't speak for him but i got along with tyler really well uh like the first time i met him because i just connected so i was like sure. oh this is kindred spirit yes you know this oh, is 100 percent. like you're doing everything i've i've wanted to do and just like never had the guts to do in this town for for so long so like i I was so glad. My, uh, Tyler, for those who don't know, is the um, owner proprietor of uh, Moniker Bar, local in town. Incredible. So my my favorite place. Yeah, um, for sure. It makes my place look like a gas station. You can't that say that because you two so strive up. Like, it is gorgeous, but you two play off each other so well. Um, Our being, programs being do. In, the programs yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Being in, in the spaces, uh, yeah. honestly, um, being close proximity like that, you... You know, someone will go have a cocktail or two, um, have some food, hop over, have a bottle of wine. You know, it's it's, it's the bar hopping tri The synergy experience. is great. Yeah, I love it. Because bar hopping, I disappear to there. <laughs> yeah, they disappear to me. It's hey man, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's so good. So, my really my last question. Sure. Um, and we can talk about other stuff, but my my last real question is, what do you drink besides wine? What's your go to? Oh, just like you, man. I love it all. So in my career, and I didn't always sell wine, I gravitated to wine. Um, I was responsible professionally for some really great brands. Okay. Um, Some Tyler loves. uh, The portfolio I managed before I left was, uh, my focus was wine. That's where the majority was, but we kept getting incredible imports. and, And I was responsible for it, so I learned about them. And I had to take to become a, uh, the the level of psalm that I might to learn about beer, like the Allen Lager and top fermenting and bottom fermenting. So you have a psalm license? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Who cares, bro? Well, okay. if it's not master, no one cares. But. No one. Cares. Well, that's not true. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, I long learned a long time care. ago. I'm just giving people um, bullshit. But. I could be a wine connoisseur. Yeah, but I'm speaking to wine connoisseurs. Sure. And so they they want to learn why it's wine. It's also fermented grape juice. <laughs> it's fermented grape juice. Uh, it is though. It is. The end of the I, day. I, I never lost sight of that. I'm with some of the I my professional career and my friendships are well integrated with one of my closest friends, Marshall Tilden the third, who is as pretentious as he sounds, <laughs> is a guy I met fifteen plus years ago, and he was maybe managing the call center at Wine Enthusiast, or okay. just working at the call center at Wine Enthusiast. Um I've watched him grow in his career. He's now, I think he's VP of sales for the Wine Enthusiast. Okay. Wine Enthusiast has three arms. They have their um, magazine where like Sean Sullivan rates Washington wines, like their rating. 
thing. They have an arm called Wine Express, which sells a lot of wine retail. Josh Farrell, an amazing sommelier. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out WineExpress.com for wines like to be delivered. Josh yeah. is amazing. He and Marshall work really well together. And I okay. sold Josh a lot of wine, but um, not but but inclusive in that. And, and in that same uh, time, Marshall and I became very close. And he's a master som. He was out here mm-hmm. two summers ago. He's leading the education uh, for wine enthusiasts, WSET program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. He, and he stays with us. Like they're like, they're great. Like his wife's birthday was yesterday. Would text him back and forth. Nice. Marshall's great. Um, but in my career, there's a beer. I love beer. There's time and place for everything, Austin. There, what are we doing? There is a time and place. I'm just saying. Like I drink. End, end I of love the day, whiskey. End of the day. And you're you're you finish a long day less, at the wine bar. Less like, what's wine. Your, yeah. Um, end of the day, probably a nice cold beer. Yeah. Um, if I'm home and like not a working classic, all day, like American lager or. I've really been my skirt's been blown up by your IPAs. Okay, like, yeah, uh, like like this Freem. I've just found Freem oh, and Freem. White Bluffs. Hood, Hood River. White Bluffs is great. White Bluffs luckily. was my first beer on tap. I wanted to do okay. a Prosecco on tap. I wanted to be the only guy with a bubbles on tap because bubbles are a big port of what I'm doing at Wine Social. Are you doing the um, uh, Kyle's Mead, the the Thorax Honey Mead? Uh, not on my lines. Okay, because he only has it in kegs right now. Oh, and sure, I only sure. have four lines. I want to do a Prosecco, a white, a rosé, and a red. The white, rosé, and red are so incredible. I couldn't be more proud of them. But the Prosecco was dog shit. Every time I try, I tried different pr- producers. The technology maybe I had available for my systems, it wasn't pushing out bubbles the, enough. I was going to ask you. Was the it gas just like issue. The, yeah. But it wasn't. But I had. I've spent a fortune on different gases and different machines, trying to figure out how to do it, and it just wouldn't stay bubbly in my glass. It probably needs forced carbonation at that point. There was CO two. Was there? I, I would pump CO two in the line with the bubbles, and it wouldn't yeah, stay. Really? I went through not a small. For, I went through enough bucks where I realized this is. A, I'm, I'm getting agita. I'm, I'm, this is like, um, <laughs> just, so many wonderful just, things are happening. Just pop a bottle at that point. So many yeah. wonderful things are happening in this space. And I'm, I'm so tied up here. Yeah. White Bluffs, I need a keg of Nog. And they brought it, and I couldn't have been happier. Nog, Nectar of the Gods, for those, for which, sure. I, which I think they distribute, actually. So they do distribute. Um, if and, you're in Washington, at Pacific Northwest, at least you can probably get it. Um, fantastic IPA. And there's Super Nog I have in cans. Do you? Yeah. Man. I've only had the, that's the uh, double IPA, right? The Imperial? It's super. I it's think super, it wears a, it wears sure, a cape. It, <laughs> it wears a cape and boots, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's very good. Um, it's so good. White Bluffs, they're, I, I haven't had a, bad, a thing I like from them, or I, I dislike from them, I should say. But uh, I, I put a frame on last week. Frame is... It's like yeah. crack. I, I put on, I put a little yeah. video about it. Next thing you know, zombies came in and drank all my frame. I've never seen It's fantastic. Anything. It is so I didn't good. see your video, or I would have been there with them. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, Hood River, I believe, is, yep, is where yep, there is. Yep, yep. One of my favorite breweries, period. Um, they have a, a Cascadian Dark Ale, which is a black IPA. Um, if You don't know what this is? Uh, I have a great beer uh, lady okay. who represents them and a million other great producers. And yeah. she's one of the first people we met in Washington. I trust her so wholeheartedly that it took me a minute to get established with her company yeah. to get the uh, account opened sure. for whatever, but we're open. And uh, she's been hitting the nail on every head, bro. Nice. We'll do a beer show there. Okay. I've got um, a bubbles event happening. Yeah. I have like 20 bubbles open from around the world, limited. I have a wine education classes starting in um, March. 
Love it. Um, March is a series. There's, and then April is another series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so March is, uh, March is going to be uh, blind tasting. Nice. Uh, yeah. April is wine one hundred and one. Okay. Uh, May is old world versus new world. You should come. Uh, to that. That's the one I should you're, come you're, to. You're yeah. my. I insist. You're my guest uh, okay. for that one. I appreciate and then, it. Uh, onward and upward. I'm speaking with a guy tomorrow about a language a language program. Oh, nice. To do uh, the romantic languages. Do an intro mm-hmm. to French. Do an intro to Italian. Hey, I mean that's that's awesome. That's that's really cool. And it's like getting out. Getting I have flower different... classes got going on this week. There's two spots available. Like flower classes, like building bouquets. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Sandra Christensen from Simplified Celebrations or Flower Money, whatever her handle is uh, on her platforms. Okay. I have a fresh flower program at, at, at Wine Social. I have fresh flowers every week on the tables. Really? Low, low, low aromatics. I want a beautiful mm. place. That's, I mean, that's cool though. I want a special place. Yeah, I love that. I'm not like everyone else. I don't produce the wine. Yeah. I produce a couple of them. Well, I mean, you're doing a wine bar. Yeah. Right. And there's not a lot of those in town. There's a couple. Um I would argue yours is doing it differently than everyone else, though. Very differently. Very differently. Um, I prefer it the way you're doing. Thank you. I I believe a lot of people do. I mean, you've been very busy, That's so I, I I think it's going to no be no more successful. than seventeen people at a time. No more than seventeen. We have, um, you know, and I went to all the other wine bars in town. I mean, I loved Tap and Barrel when they opened. I love. I, I was there. I was there last night. I went ordered Chinese food at Sakura. Went to Tap and Barrel. Yeah. Had had myself a uh, a beautiful beer while I waited. I love Kendra and Jason. Kendra, and I worked together yeah. for a while. Bernard Griffith. Mm-hmm. I've been watching their program. I never had a friend that come to Washington to visit me or family that I haven't taken there first. It's a. It is a great bar for what it is. Um, but it's not. It's less wine now than ever. Exactly. Well, and it's not necessarily the curated experience either. It's like let's go. It's like a tap house, right? Yeah. You know, you go and you sure. pick, and they've got a lot of varying stuff. I would say it's more interesting on the whole than a lot of tap houses because you have such variety, uh, and their food. Well, I haven't been there in a long time, uh, but when They're I went, their food program. was very good. Um, the other one is Wine Notes Chicken Shack, West Richland on uh, okay. on. Uh, it's not, it's not Van Giesen. Yeah, it's all, it's on Van Giesen. It's not Van Giesen. It's on Van Giesen <laughs> off of, um, it's on Van Giesen off of Bombing the, Range. Off Bombing. Okay, so yeah. like. You the Chicken Shack. Down 224 you know what the there. the Chicken Shack is? I don't go down that way. Well, if I go that down that way, I take a left and I go to Red Mountain, but. Sure. Well, yeah, you take a left. Take a. Uh, yeah, if you take a right. Uh, know yeah, that yeah, there's yeah. a place called Wine Notes. Okay. There's a lot of local wine wines. And okay. they're beautiful local wines. There's a place over in uh, Southreach by the golf course, too, I was going right? to mention that one. Okay. So that's called um, Wine and More. Wine and More. And that has been in operation for a very long time. And she specializes in local and okay. a lot of gifts. Okay. I haven't really. Like, like basket type things or? All the things. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. Um, All the wine accoutrement that you could fit in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the corks, the, the whatever. Uh, yeah, it's stoppers, like the, the, the pours. The crazy and, stopper, yeah, the napkins, yeah. all the gifts. Yeah. Not, uh, okay, not to throw wineries under the bus, but we mentioned Seth Kitsky. Um, so his parents label, Kitsky Winery. Uh-huh. That was always a staple in theirs as well. You know, you have the wall of the. At the uh, Wine and More? At, uh, no, at, at. The Kitsy Winery Tasting Room. Yeah, uh, you know, you always had the the various uh, wine gift stuff. The oh yeah, uh, sure. The stoppers, the pourers, sure, sure. the whatever. That's fun. Uh, it's yeah, but that's just when you said that. That's what my brain goes to because I spent a lot of time over there. So back to Marshall Tilden the third. He has empowered me 
uh, first thing he's, he, he's supported me by sending me all those racks, okay. those refrigerators. Yeah, yeah. The more the, trotskis the, than you've ever seen. The total wine or wine enthusiast, you said. Wine uh, enthusiast. Wine enthusiast. I mean, that's you saw one downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anything, so anything that I will sell out of there, yeah. I can drop ship from wine enthusiast. Mm. That's a partner, man. I want to open up a bunch of these. Yeah. So, um, so I, you're looking to franchise or like? Uh, uh, you know, that's we're about a year out from really having the best. We need a couple. We need some time. Sure. I talking. mean, franchise is probably a waste on the road. It's if way that's, down the road. If that's the way you're going to expand. But I don't know if I want to. We've got to figure out if this is sustainable without me in the room. Sure. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot, I mean, at least for me, having known you for a long time. A lot of the personality the, of that place is coming to The brand me. is you. Me. I know. Yeah. I know. And, uh, ooh, it doesn't feel good. But I do get tired. <laughs> but, I mean, okay. And I said I wouldn't burn bridges. But not to uh, <laughs> throw things under the bus, but Bernard Griffin. For sure. example, you were the restaurant manager for there, there for a long time. Yeah, man. And I feel like uh, for myself, I think for, for a number of other people, not that the restaurant got worse, but the experience was different once you left. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, for a long time we were going there because we knew Mark Newman would make a very good dining experience. Oh, man, that feels um, so good. And it's pretty easy to do when the wine's that good. Right, 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 exactly. But, there, but, and sure. and that the kitchen was kind of you know you always go there because the wine paired really nicely. Well, and when I worked there, we didn't have like, a kitchen. I worked there with Josh Kruger from the Bradley, the right. chef of the Bradley. Yeah, yeah. This the, the, that's true. When it was had, just like a microwave oven and a cooktop, it was right? a, like it a, was a convention a hot, oven, a hot plate. convention oven, mm -hmm. and two camp burners. Yeah, that's insane. And then you were there for the uh, at least the the first part of the conversion to the full kitchen, right? Or was that around the transition time? Um, the plans were being made. Okay. Like I was. I think okay. I, was, I was certainly in the conversations right. about the, but that conversation had been going on for so long. But I certainly had been part of the conversations. Um, and, you know, I, I want them, you know, uh, they since have closed the kitchen as a restaurant. They did. Very it's, tough spot there, yeah. man. Because unless you... Right. So... They designed their facility. They're a production facility. They're a winery. They, they are. And Book Walter's a winery. But boy, is it a restaurant first. It is. The Versus Garris should be a restaurant first. I mean, they're, they're, they're establishment. They're, they're, first of all, they're street facing. They're right. customer facing. Yes. They are gorgeous restaurants. Yes. There's not, I don't know of any two better looking restaurants in the Tri-Cities. In the Tri-Cities, you'd be hard pressed to beat. Either Book, of Book them. Walter, especially, but Tigaris as well, yeah. Well, I, I think, and the, when when the, when the sun is high and the summer is here, oh, absolutely, Tigaris, when they have the, the music and they have the fountains, and it looks like you're in a zoo. Their little back area that all it's, of it's it. absolutely gorgeous, stunning. It's, and then yeah. the energy and the crowd at Book Walter now their con their continued growth. Well, and their bar program is, I mean, is, they'll tell you too. I'm not Griffin, going to tell. anything. Everything is second to the wine. That's that's the way it should as be. As it should be, and yeah, but also visually. It was hard to people f to find us, yeah. Because you look at us, and and I don't think it's just about the restaurant having its challenges. It was the the beautiful glass studio had its challenges, the tasting room has its challenges because no one knows it's there. Well, the glass studio especially, right? Because that's a passion project. Exactly. Though. You're there's no advertisement for that. It's just it's there, right? Um, or the, I think it's in Sunset Magazine. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the restaurant. It's it's not at the front. 
right to Garris, you have front parking. Sure. Bookwalter, you have front parking. Yep. Um, you go on down that strip, you see a warehouse with a winery sign. Tanks. You, you assume. And you tanks. tanks. You see tanks. Crush you see pad. it's industrial. Crush pad. Right. It's like not necessarily a great example, but another example. Um, Terra Blanca, right, on Red Mountain. You go in there. Obviously, it's out of the way. So if you're going there, you're going there. But Isn't it beautiful there? It's gorgeous, but if you walk around the side, have you ever walked around the side, seen the production facility? No. It, as soon as you walk around the building, the minute you walk around the building, 4,000 square foot crush pad sure. with just tanks everywhere. There, maybe like two acres of just like junkyard. Uh, like, But they're in a state first. They are in like, a state. Right, exactly. Right, right. exactly. It's so gorgeous right. and customer facing. It's customer when facing. When you drive in, it is the most beautiful thing. I, I I can't. It's so beautiful. I will never shit talk on Terra Blanca. I made uh, their website video. I made for them. Um, Do you know Kari from there? She was a, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. she has a new operation. It's a, it's called a on board a charcuterie program. Really? So we just did our Valentine's Day boxes, nice. and uh, she did a charcuterie instead of charcuterie a charcuterie. Yeah. She had a nice jar cone with all kinds of charcuterie that went with the two wines that I picked okay. with a bouquet of flowers and ethos and some macarons. I love it. It was cool. It was great. We sold out. That's awesome. It's great. She's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, she's she's really good. Yeah. Terra Blanca is so beautiful. It is. Oh, and I think in terms of like flavor profiles, if you're going to talk old world wine in Washington, they're probably the closest in terms of acid level. Um, there's other things I don't necessarily love about their wines in terms of characteristics. I but in never terms say of, that. In terms of acid level, I think they're oh, definitely camera. going for that more old world style. For sure, whatever they're going for. It's so beautiful there. It's absolutely gorgeous there. And if you go to their parties, it's a lot of fun. I've been hard-pressed. Oh, they've had great events. I'd be hard-pressed to find a more beautiful, like, all-inclusive 360 experience with uh, the vistas, all of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, but but Antinori is pretty like, good too. Antinori, what do you call it here? Colsolare. Colsolare. An- yeah, yeah Antinori. Colsolare. Well, that's uh, Saint Michel. I know. No. I used to sell Antinori. <laughs> right. I've been. I've, <laughs> so I, I, I was it, a guest at Antinori. So they call it Antinori outside of Antinori Road. Antinori no, it's a Saint Michel okay. project. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Saint Michel is so big, and my relationship with Colsolare is rooted with Antinori. The Marchese Antinori is the the European Italian. The Italian uh, joint venture, whatever. That my was very working. first trip to okay. Italy was sponsored by Antonori. Okay. And I tried to communicate this to my like friends and family. They're like, how was Italy? I'm like, imagine going to, imagine being from another country. Yeah. And being a guest of the owner of Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Where don't you have access to? Sure. What can't they show so, you? So I'm talking about Tianello is okay. a super Tuscan, which you've probably never heard of. Or maybe well, you have. I know Super Tuscan. So, I don't know. So Tianello was the first Super Tuscan. Okay. And it's at Fonte de Medici, this place, where I sold a bottle of 1962 Chianti Classico. Come and get it, motherfuckers. <laughs> <You can't>. <laughs> it, <laughs> it tastes like salad dressing when I eventually opened it. But I stayed there. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was, I'm, at, I'm in Florence. We're, we're, we're at Cafe Antonori, and I'm buying bottles of Tianello, which you can't even get in the United States. It's allocated. Like, like yeah. hard to get. And I was able to, we were, we were buying bottles for 20 bucks American. So much that we were filling the water bottles, our water bottles with it the next day. We called it TNL on tap that trip because you never had such access. That's insane. We were taking a private plane from Antonori, uh, from Tuscany down to Puglia uh, to another great property that they owned. They yeah. owned it because they're, they're Coca-Cola. 
Yeah. That's a, that's crazy to think of them as that big because I, I knew there was the partnership for, for uh, Seal de Cheval. Um, or not, no, no, that's no. the, sorry, that's the vineyard. Um, right, right, right. Cosolare. Right, right, right. Sorry. Right. Next door to each other. <laughs> so Renzo Cotarello is the winemaker that um, comes back and forth okay. and works with this team here. Okay. He's also the um, owner uh, or proud recipient of the most Trebicaries, which is the Italian award wine, oh, Italian award given to wine, to wines. Trebicari means three glasses. If you get three glasses, okay. you've arrived. Is that is that why they do the three wine flights? It's like they're only tasting it at uh, Colsolari. I did not know. Maybe. I mean, I, I haven't been there. Home. Maybe they don't do that, that anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, Eddie, well, that's the, funny. All, maybe. I've only been there like a couple times, and it's just three three cabs is what oh, you get. So fun. Uh, oh, I... I had Marshall here. Marshall and I. The last yeah. time I was there, I was with Marshall. But they're great winemaking team. Will's a good mm. buddy. Uh, like he, uh, yeah, I know. Um, uh, April Holly Holly Wells, who was at um, Monte Scarlato for a while. She was she was over at. Well, she's not anymore. But well, she's, she's Saint at, Michelle uh, too. She's at Fourteen she, Hands. She's or at uh, Canoe Ridge. Canoe Ridge. Yep. Exactly. She was at um, Cosolari for a she's little while. She's on my wall. Did she? Yeah. Oh, dude, but, I, but, I love Holly. But yeah, I love Simon. Simon's great too. Yeah. Yeah, the two of them, they're just, they're a power couple. They're beautiful, man. Yeah. They're both beautiful people. They are. She's yeah. so great. She, uh... It's a great community of great people. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the fun thing about being here. Again, Mecca of wine country, you know, yeah. or of Washington wine, I should say. Um, you you meet all of the fun characters. that You don't, you're not going to get that opportunity when you go to uh, Napa Valley or something like that, right? You do, you, know, you do. Well, maybe you do. He, maybe you do. Oh. Well, you go. You go to you know. You go to Gotts Tray Gourmet on Route Twenty Nine. It's a little a little hole in the like okay, a, a little yeah, freestanding. And you're standing. You're sitting next to Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Fair enough. Or 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 Michael Mondavi. Yeah. Or Karen Cakebread. They're all yeah. They're all people too. But that is where we need to get. Right, but they're so far ahead of us. My man. point being, if you get if you go into the winery. If you're doing a tasting, right. the winemaker's not going to come out and be like, let me tell you how passionate I am about right. this. No, it's not going to happen. Right. And that's like every, not they're every, so removed. Not every they're, wine. They're removed from the they're, wine. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, you got a yeah, tasting yeah, room yeah. people, you know, you yeah, just, they've, yeah, yeah. they've never stepped foot in the tasting room. Right. right. Like, I know. <laughs> they got managers for that. They don't need, uh-huh. they don't care. They, it's not what they're there for. No, no. And they're not the winery owner. They're no. the winemaker. Uh, right. Like for the most part, N- not universally true, but. I get it. You're, you're not incorrect. <laughs> right. Um. But man, it's it is exciting being being able to have this kind of relationship with the, with the local people. Um, so to that point, I love my opening wine social a couple of months ago. Um, I'm getting calls from wineries. Yeah, I get to taste. Uh, I'm meeting tomorrow at noon with a Red Mountain Winery that has no distribution with me because I haven't had their wine. They're not in distribution, so they come to taste me on their portfolio. Great. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Like, not the winemaker. Sure. But they probably have a winemaker's available. Right. Five million questions. It's Charlie Hoppus. I can call him anytime. So I called Charlie. I texted Charlie two weeks ago. You know Charlie? I, I've never you know, met uh, Charlie. Charlie. I, I know that humble. if you are having a uh, Tri City Columbia Valley wine, there's a 50% chance Charlie made it. <laughs> yeah, <that's> exactly. <laughs> All right. Unless you know the winemaker, it's probably Charlie. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He's so generous. He was. Uh, when I first moved here, he was my first winemaking partner. Yeah. Yeah. We made my very first vintage of The New Man, uh, nice. which is cool. Very ego-driven project that still does well. But the uh, but 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 Charlie, I texted him two weeks ago and I said, Charlie, I've got this slushy machine. I said, Charlie, would you be fundamentally opposed 
to me making a Fidel Toss 40-40 slushie. Oh, no. And he, for the first time, zero answer. See, I, I don't. I'm not gonna answer for Charlie, but I'm fundamentally opposed to that. Like he must be too. He didn't so <laughs> he still has I, I waited a day or two, and I said, uh, "Charlie, that's only part one of the question." Because <laughs> I wanted to do a video with him with it. Oh no! no I'll never see him again. No, no, he's gone. That, no, that he's burnt, so cool. Burned the bridge. No, 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 no. But no, you know, if I haven't burned that bridge, I ain't burning it because <laughs> I took my project somewhere else, and uh, uh, which he's used to, I'm sure. But he came in this year, this Christmas time, and bought all the gifts for his whole staff from Wine Social. Did he? Yeah, that's awesome. It. That's yeah, awesome. Awesome. Now, Victor, Victor will do your slushie. Victor's all about the slushies. Victor's all about the camera, bro. Oh, that's I walk true. into Victor, that's Victor, I want to shoot a video. He goes, okay. <laughs> it could have yeah. been could have been a snuff film. I could have been shooting someone. Vic, Victor, come on the podcast. Victor, this get is, on the podcast. Yeah. Because this stuff is garbage compared to what you do. Well, this is what you do. This is what he does. I, told, I said these. Oh, these. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Victor, these I won't. Dynamite. These are dynamite. He's, I'm surprised he's not on his way now. With his, I he know. wants to taste some 64 Tempranillo. <laughs> Victor, I've drank your wine twice on on uh, on show now. What what was the other one? Uh, we had the the 2015 Mavedra. Mavedra. So there's a great man. I have a brand new Monastrell. Yeah, Monastrell is the expression of Mavedra in Spain. Okay, like Grenache's Grenache, 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 right? And Carion and Carion, but but, uh, and or Syrah, Shiraz, like the whole interchangeable. Shiraz from Spain? No, just in general, like Shiraz in Australia. Yes, yes. Just the just the the interchangeable for the same varietal, right? But I have been killing it with Monastrell, Morvedra from Spain. I've burned new one in the last week. I'm so excited about it. Morvedra is. I feel like people are enjoying, at least in the local region here, really enjoying single varietals of commonly blended varietals a lot more. So Morvedra, Petit Verdot, for some a couple really strong examples. Because it has that Dynamite kind of examples. punchness of a cab or a Syrah or something like that, but it's just like so concentrated in its flavor. That's the beauty of Washington wine country is that yeah. there's still trial and experimentation. Where in California, it's so measured and right. and um, and deliberate. We say the same thing so from France. Well, France is so well, regulated. They're not allowed, they're exactly. not allowed to go free. There's strict rules. Yeah. I mean. Which is funny because I make fun of the Germans for that, but the Germans are whatever. German beautiful wines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Hungary's got beautiful wines. Everyone has beautiful wines except for Virginia, obviously. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, but my my buddy um, Texas has wines. Uh, he my my buddy owns a Greek restaurant. Him and his parents oh, own a Greek where? restaurant. So, yeah, um, South Seattle, Burien area. Um, Octopus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got got all the good stuff. Very classic. Gosh, um, delicious food. Well, I would take. I'd love to take you there. Let's go. Um, but so he's my co-host on the live streams um and oh, we, we talk goodness. about this stuff all the time um but his parents have been pushing for forever they're like no greek wine is the best wine absolutely they're not wrong they're not wrong it's, I it's so, different a time though. And place for it's different though it's so steely and you know it's almost like that's where victor went to learn how to make wine yeah the city so bright is so crisp yeah so their whites are stunning yes their two biggest challenges because i I have a lot of Greek friends in like Greek restaurants or Greek retailers that are passionate about Greek, about Greece. Um, the varietals are super hard to say. They're yeah. super hard to pronounce. So yes. consumers are intimidated. The other thing is that the uh, the available wines from Greece that are in the United States tend to be old vintage. Yes. They're hard to sell because you can't say them. So you have a couple ambassadors in every pocket trying to sell Greek wines. And it's so tough 
But I tell you, man, stylistically, I put that. I put some of those Greek whites up against anything from anywhere. I would be really interested. I've only had reds from from Greece. Um, and they, he, he's a friend. I some <laughs> friend. The whites are some of the most beautiful. I would, flinty, love, I would love to try their flinty whites. minerality. So you were each talking, one you're is run my over. It's, each one is laid over well, a wet river wa- stone. That's the water in Greece, right? It's just so minerally and like high. Right. It's all about the. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, um, it's all about the blue zones. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Sardinia, another blue zone area, Cananao and Vermentino, Cananao with Grenache. But people, I love Grenache. You want to try Cananao? Oh no, I don't. Wanna. Okay. <laughs> How about a Sicilian Grenache? Sure. That's delicious. <laughs> it's Cananao. Oh, people get like sometimes there's like an upset. I feel like Sicilian wine in general, people just don't necessarily go for right because it isn't one of the necessarily regions you think of for winemaking um it's not romantic I mean, it's like not romantic tuscany exactly. there's never been an under the sicilian song everything about sicily is about killing you right <laughs> right and right the two varietals out of there are nero de ovola mm-hmm. and grillo for white they're not that well, I, wonderful to say I, I think part of the problem too beyond that is if you watch you know food network shows and things like that where they're talking about the wine culture in sicily it's jug wine, you know. They're yeah. going out there and they're well, they've got Spain. five. Sure, that's that's in general. Like that's well, just Spain kind of has the a better in the, uh, export. They've, they've marketed better. They've done a great job. Exactly. They've done a great job not only identifying Spain, but Spain is like yeah, Rioja, yeah, uh, Rias Bacchus as a region, but up and coming Priorat this other region, which mm-hmm. all Grenache, Grenache and Carignan Priorats, yeah. That was probably the most successful wine in October that I had when I opened. It was this new Priorat. Winemakers went crazy. They loved it. It's Grenache and Carignan. And it's a region called Priorat. And it's as cool as Rioja. Yeah. Come down and I'll show it to you. I will. I'm, <laughs> buddy, I'm coming down tomorrow. So We're I wanted to do a Buy the Glass. I, I, I have the website. I have the, uh, the domain name. Buytheglassradio.com. Okay. My, I wanted to do a podcast where I called, pre, not not like prank called them, but called restaurant directors or sommeliers from around the country. Yeah. Simple question: What's on your buy the glass list, and why? That's amazing. I love that. Because like, what I'm pouring by the glass. You say, you're saying my, you were going to do that. Are you, are you going to do that? When? Yeah. Sure. Do it. Well, you're that doing mean, it. Why don't you do it? We'll do it together. Man. I would love to. So. Um, I want what's in your what's on your wine program and why? Hit all the Michelin restaurants. Yeah, try to find. I'm I'm so curious about where geography lends to what moves. There, yeah. Some of will pick wines that they love, but their first is to pick wines that will sell. Sure. So, what are they selling by the glass and why? Because sure. I know. Yeah, it's so romanticized the the Somme programs and they're you know. People are saying, you know, I recommend something that will pair perfectly, and I have this vast, bri- which they do, but it is what's going to sell. What's it's a business at the end of the well, day. How about asking me in my own place what they should buy? Right, anything, because <laughs> it's all right. So it comes to ask for a recommendation. You're like, well, what yeah. did I get a good deal on? Like, well, there's part I, of that. Uh, so we had that conversation coming up the stairs, right. and there's part of that. There's also part of the psychology of people, you know. I had a wine. I got a great. I, I share it with you. I, I got. Yeah. I, I brought in a wine that had a beautiful price point as a retailer. 
and I did my normal I did my normal markups. It was eighteen bucks a bottle. I know other ones yeah. eighteen bucks a bottle, but this one was a what it was. It was a domestic Washington wine, eighteen bucks. No one was interested in it. Yeah, I charged thirty four bucks for it. And it was gone in a week. It's crazy. that's so that's so crazy. But so I was around for Grey Goose. There's a guy named yeah. Sidney Frank who uh, who was uh, who brought in Jägermeister. Yeah, he had a Sicilian wine called uh, Oh God, Gino Franco, a tribute to his brother. Yeah, but Sidney Frank, when I met him, knew him, he had more sexual harassment cases current. That's not great. He was the Jägermeister guy. Really, he was a hundred thousand years old. He invented. He didn't invent it. He brought Jägermeister into the country. Yeah. He also was a guy who had a wine he wanted to produce. So you have to go through all this proper paperwork and get the. So he had, he did all the processes for a wine. It wasn't successful. He was now going from then he had Jägermeister, which was very successful. Right. It was super successful. Uh, and he was going to produce the Novaka from France, and. Um, so he he just incorporated. He just turned his wine label. Wine label was called Grey Goose. I don't know if you ever heard of the vodka. Yeah, you never heard, heard of, of Grey Goose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sydney invented he invented Grey Goose. Yeah. As a concept, and within eight years, sold it for three billion dollars. Jeez. That's okay. Concept to sale, three billion dollars to Bacardi Wine and Spirits. That's insane. That's absolutely. Insane. I was there for all of it. And couldn't believe it. His right hand guy, who he passed away uh, around that same time. He was very sick. Mm. Um, but like his protege. Like, yeah. Now these are guys who just are, you know, you know how to find money is go to like the horses. Whoever owns horses. Yeah, whoever owns horses. Whoever owns yep. horses. Kendall Jackson owns a lot of horses. Horses or uh, football teams, right? Or basketball teams. Yes. Yeah. If you own the sports, period. If like, you, right. Whatever, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah. But horses, that's romantic, right? Horses where it's at, yeah. man. Horses where all the <laughs> all the sick money goes. <laughs> sick money, jeez. Anything more, my friend? All right, buddy. No, I I think we we've touched on a lot of good stuff here. Uh, had some time. very very lovely wine. I greatly appreciate having you on here. Oh, you're you are a, um, you're an apple from the tree. Apple. <laughs> yeah, appreciate I it. tell you, it's been a. It's been thrilling for me to open up Wine Social and uh, see old friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you and your folks are certainly them. And uh, watching you grow up over the last five years from uh, from uh, uh, having a, have a married and married babies and, baby and now just that. buying up houses and selling them left and right and moving up, moving yeah. up. Um, congratulations on this. However, I can be a support. You ever want to do a call, if you ever want to, Revisit. I'll get a list of five or six sommeliers from around the country, and we'll call and we'll ask them what's on their buy the glass list. I, I I'm all on board for that. We we should do that. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be that a lot could, of fun. That could be fun. Yeah. I don't know if it should be a weekly program, but maybe it, not. A, a one and done might be good. Yeah. That'd be fun. It would be a lot of fun. Good video, you know. Cut, super cut it together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun. You talk about their restaurants. What's on there? You know. Then you know, yeah. Yeah. Call your friend. What's he have on his buy the glass list? Is it all Greek. Uh, it's most it's mostly Greek, I believe. It's interesting. Oof. I know. Try the whites. I, I next time I'm up there. But unfortunately, the... you know, not say unfortunately, um, my hope for them and for you is that they're current and fresh. I I would assume they are. They're working with Got good distribution. Good distribution. I wouldn't want to assume other words. It's yeah. just that in my experience, like the the Greek category is like 
like the Lebanese category. Is sure, sure. Category. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. wines are stellar, and they deserve more yep. attention and respect than they get. But it is what it is. Right. Austin? Mark, thank you for so much for being on. Uh, I really, really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. And, uh, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you, bro. Cheers, brother. Good luck. Thanks, everyone. Ciao. Thanks.